The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, guten tag. Valida. You may know me as Lemmy from Motorhead, the musical combo, and also as an actor in films like Tromeo and Juliet. But today I'm here to speak on an issue of great social significance. Hello, horror fans. Welcome to another episode of... Damn, that's scary. Yes, damn, that's scary. Your favorite horror podcast for all things horror. My name is Micah. I'm joined alongside famous cult leader, Greg. How you doing, uh, buddy? Greg Koresh over here. Yes, Greg yeah. Koresh. Let yeah, me just paint a picture for you. Greg is sitting in the studio underneath a red light with yellow aviators and a curly supervillain mustache. Like, tie you to the tracks type thing, and I am just getting yeah, major, with that. major cult leader vibes right now. It is the real red light special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the red light district, though? Join me. Yes. Well, I'm going to need... the debauchery zone over here. <laughs> oh. And, of course, Will. Yes. What's going on, my man? Not much, man. How are you guys? Dude, I'm great. I'm really excited about this month. It is Tro March! Tro March! Tro March! Quick shout out to our boys over on the what, what did you say? Tro- he said Tro March. <laughs> no, because we like I like I like how that, how that just came out. I said out. the same thing we all said. We all said it at the <laughs> same time. You said Tro March. Did we both say Tro March? You said it again. I, that, that, I, I said Tro March. Did we said Tro March? And then you said Tro March. Tro March. And then yeah, you said Tro March. Oh guys, we should start blowing each other. Tro March. Tro March. Tro March. Tro March. Tro March. Tro March. Yay! Join my cult. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we are collaborating with our dear friends, the Slashers podcast over on the West Coast, because we represent the East. What? What? And they over there on the East West. Coast. Yeah, best coast. Yeah, the one with the the ocean that starts with an A. Mm, the asshole ocean. A is better Oceans than are like two, every like, other letter. Like Tupac said, "Fuck bad boy" as a label. I mean, and all that other shit. That's I, a wrong I lost coast. it. Whoa. I, I lost it. You're the one black guy on the show and you fucked up too much. I did fuck it up. I'm so bad. Go uh. back to the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> With your red vines. <laughs> <laughs> More of a Twizzler guy myself. Fuck yeah. The pull aparts. Yeah, I do peels. like those. Twizzlers pull and are, peels. Are wow. the pull and peels. Red twisty snack. Yes, which is also vegan. Which our our uh, our dear our dear friend uh, Jake over there at Slashers. So they just uh, they just got done with their episode of Poultry Geist, yeah. which dropped this week. It's awesome, guys. Go check it out. They're on basically every platform we're on. These guys really know what they're doing. They do. Yeah, they uh, they're they're good. They're great. They're okay. Oh, great. They're great. You guys are great. Join my cult. And they have have a woman. They do. We do not have one. Uh, No. That we know. I don't know. Greg's kind of pretty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There are are some surgeries you're going to have to undergo to join this cult. Oh. (laughs) We'll talk about it. Yes, (laughs) yes. Once you you get to a certain uh, thetan level. Yeah. Have you guys watched anything good this week? Oh, shit. Other than uh, trauma shit? I've been digging deep into the trauma, my friend. Yeah, mm. honestly. For Trauma March, uh, confession time. Uh, the only thing I watched other than the the movie that we're talking about today and the movie that uh, the slasher guys are doing next week, I have been binge-watching Sex in the City. Whoa. Interesting choice. Yeah. Yep. I said what I said. I'm not, you, we're not judging. How do you feel? Uh, horny. 
Oh. Who, who are you in the group of the four? Oh, I'm a Samantha. Oh, yeah? Yeah, totally. Okay. I'm that party girl. Okay. Just getting all that duck. All right. That's interesting. That's yeah. Cool. What, about you, what about you, Greg? Uh, he's kind of a Charlotte. You guys can't be in the cult anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could join my cult. We don't the judge. The are coming off. Oh, oh, oh! Koresh is leaving the building. That makes me no, sad. No, no. Come back. I got all that delicious. Oh, oh, oh! Come on, this really? Is, this is me, this is really? supposed to be a door. You gonna? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is me leaving the room. So slam that door. Now I'm coming back. Well, you know what? Fine. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Hey guys, it's me, Greg. Uh, simple, unbrainwashed, non-cult leading Greg. Yeah, fresh off from that rape from Tom Jones. Oof. Mm, I don't remember that. No, what you're we're gonna uh, Did you see Sex in the City lately? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite episode is the one where they talk about drinking and sexing. <laughs> and a lot of the sexing <laughs> in the city. Uh Greg, we missed you last week, buddy. Yeah, brother. I know, it was it was it was a tough week for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I regret you wouldn't talk not about making it? here. Well, uh I went on a bit of a journey. Okay. A bit of a spiritual journey. All right. Ooh. Seeking closure mm. and self-discovery. Okay. You know, we all have to do that once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's what As mushrooms Will are mentioned for. at the beginning of uh, the episode you recorded last week, I was in search of Tom Jones. Oh. Oh, shit. As if he were Bigfoot to my Finding Bigfoot crew. I, I don't know if he's much of a cryptid, but whoever yeah. those guys oh. are. Okay. Is there a famous uh, Bigfoot hunter, by the way? Uh, I, Burt Jennings. Oh, okay. so he is the Bigfoot to my Burt Jennings. Yeah. Some may that. say that he's, he makes a lot of his shit up, like, with his, like, foot impressions and stuff like that, but he's pretty crazy about it, and he is pro shoot to kill. I feel like you have to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have a real wait, Tom Jones wait, and wait Greg situation <laughs> with Bigfoot. But, wait, you, uh, have, you have to be pro shoot to kill? What the fuck? When it comes to Bigfoot and Tom Jones, apparently. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah, Bigfoot's not going to go without Touché. a fight. Uh, he's a big motherfucker. And I think a big part of the legend is he cannot be tranquilized. And he has a big foot. Yeah. yeah. yeah there is a lot. You know what that means. Yeah. He wears big shoes. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. Is there a correlation? I, I think big hands, be. maybe. Anyway, my search for Tom Jones' Bigfoot uh, didn't get real far, but it got me far enough away from here that I couldn't record with you guys, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I did end up, however. So would you go to Albany? Yeah. Well, <laughs> about four hours in a in a southern direction. Oh, okay. Uh, landed in a, a Wawa parking lot. In <laughs> uh, where I did find a man uh, that claimed to be Tom Jones. Mm. And I believed him. Oh, oh boy. Okay. We shared a 40-ounce. Well, what, what, what kind of 40-ounce, first of all? Still uh, Reserve? Silver Thunder, of course. Oh, yeah. my favorite. Fuck, all right. Well, I'll Still Reserve will turn your... It's a good okay. 20 cents cheaper than uh, than the Old English. Okay. Okay. If you're 20. in the know. Okay. That's... It adds up, Will. Just, but regardless, we shared, a, we shared a 40 ounce in a dumpster sandwich <laughs> in, this, in this Wawa parking lot in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> 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 Whereby he apologized for all his past transgressions towards me, all his wrongdoings. Um, he didn't know the words to what's new pussycat or it's not unusual, which I found that's, suspicious. That's concerning, actually. Uh, but he did spoon me for hours in a damp Wawa parking lot. Was so he the big spoon? There was that. I'll let you use your imagination on that one. Okay. okay. 
Okay, so I, I have a question. Um, what did he look like? He was suspiciously Asian. Oh, shit. Yeah. Was he some kind of Asian? <laughs> <laughs> and the phone number he gave me uh, did go to a Wawa payphone in Bumpville, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <so> okay. Um, <laughs> where they still have payphones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest, Greg. I don't think that was Sir Thomas Jones. I, I, I think it was A. Tom Jones. I almost said something really bad. He apologized. Nope. He told me the things I needed to hear. He apologized? I think so. It was in Korean. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite memories with you is recently where we hung out with that crack. <laughs> we hung out with that crackhead all night. Oh yeah, the, uh, on the on the stoop, yeah. little little COVID outside COVID hangout. Yeah. We hung out with a crackhead the all crackhead night. Crackhead interloper came by and uh, apparently it looked like we were having a good time because yep. he, he wanted to hang out. He called me Ron Reynolds and he called Greg uh, Wario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kept calling me Wario. Yeah, and, and he was he was catcalling every woman who walked across the other side of the street. We were just trying to get rid of him at this point. We're like, yeah. go go spit game on her. I do remember this yeah. story. It yeah. Was yeah, he would spit game and then get maced and come back. Hilarious. So the weird thing there, there was a woman charging her phone in an outdoor outlet on the outside of the Dash's supermarket. This was at like <laughs> this was after midnight. Yeah, so I'm like, dude, she's not going anywhere. Go talk to her. Yeah, <laughs> she's and got he did. her phone. He did. He did. And I think I I. I didn't see what resulted, but I want to say that he accomplished his mission that night. Okay. He, he was smooth. He's like, call me Tom Jones. And she was not. <laughs> so I think that added <laughs> she, up. No, to she her. was not smooth. She was a little bumpy. Yeah, there were some bumps, for little, sure. A little lumpy in the dumpy. Humps and the bumps. Well, you know who doesn't have any lumps or bumps? Yeah. Those fine women of horror that we talked about last that week. That is accurate, yes. That was a great episode. Thank you. I heard it on the radio on the way to... Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that, there's, that there actually is a town called Intercourse, Pennsylvania. I looked it up. Okay. Wait, All is right. there really? Yeah, it's a real place. I wonder if I have family there. I was there. How far is that from Erie? See, I don't, because you'd be saying um, shit like stuff is real, but I don't know how, how accurate you are. Within 500 miles. Okay. Yeah, so I don't all right. I, I don't, I, can, can, we, can we believe no, them? Can we trust know. them? I mean, it sounds, I'll have to look this up. Yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. Intercourse. I mean, honestly, it, 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 yeah, I mean, it could be. It's a real place. <laughs> I, I know, man. Sure. All right. That's uh, like, like, well, it's as real as heaven is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. But you know so what? Heaven is right take. here in this st- podcast studio. That this is hot, accurate. stinky podcast Heaven is studio. a place on earth. Yeah. And I recently found that out in the damp parking lot of a Wawa <laughs> in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Oh, heaven is a place so With Tom <laughs> Fuckdong Jones. <laughs> Man, you were having some big trouble on Little Greg. Yeah, we <laughs> we literally ate a rat sandwich together. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Did you find what you were looking for, though? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, All right, good. So back on this. <laughs> not, not, so not sure if you did, but okay. Long story had... short, <laughs> I uh, I solved all of my problems that <laughs> night. Okay. Somehow I managed to segue away from this, but then went back to Greg getting. Anyways, back yeah. to these women of horror yeah. that are not lumpy, which my, was my segue. Yeah. So if you, <laughs> Don't play my love story. That's fine. <laughs> so no, if you guys, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I am happy for you, Greg, and I'm happy that you found closure, and hopefully you found what you were looking for. But when we talk about the movie today, I think that there was a very good piece of advice that could help you in the situation that you have with Tom Jones and now this Asian Tom Jones. Go on. And that is when you're getting raped – Get into it. 
get into it, man, wow. because they lose power. Can we play like crickets? <laughs> yeah. Please. Did you guys not watch the movie that no. we're talking about today? I, I, no, I, 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 I watched this fucking movie. That might be literally the worst advice I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's not... Out of anything. Uh, I so mean, we here at Ambassador don't condone... If you're listening to our show, like, don't use it in a book report. Don't use this in your everyday life. We're just entertainment here. We're here to, to give you the yuck yucks and the ha-has and the reviews and horror yeah, and get you away from political bullshit. Well, and I think this is probably a good time to say that uh, for the month of March... Troll March. Troll March. As, as we mentioned. Uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Troma I, is not known for its political correctness. No. If you thought we were not suitable for work before, for the whole month of March, like, keep your headphones on because fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you do not want your boss walking in on you, uh, jer- jerking off listening to us talking about trauma movies. I've made it my mission to not wear pants in the studio for an entire month. That's why it's so hot and sticky in here. Yeah. I was wondering why it was so hot in here. Yeah, man. Uh, So back on. uh, Let's get (laughs) real hot. Let's get real hot. Let's talk about the women of horror that we talked about. I'm like a space heater from the waist down. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So back on. I don't know. Okay. If you guys listened to the show last week, Mike and I, uh, we did a 16 person, 16 woman. Over the top battle royal. tournament Tournament bracket. Fuck. Um, determining who is the um, according to um, not us because we didn't we didn't make the, the brackets. Well, we got the finals. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. According to like whatever order it was all put in, it determined yeah. who was the um, the quintessential quintessential. How do you say that word? Quintessential. Thank you. Yes. Woman of horror. The undisputed champion of Scream Queens. There we go. Now, we true. left a lot off of the list due to time, and just we were just having fun with it. Yeah, it was, the last week was like a was like a, it was a fun time. A precursor to what we're going to do in the future. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, and it came down to uh, Miss Phyllis Rose and Miss Barbara Crampton. Um, which and, I have to say is very surprising. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for she who should not be named. I don't know I, why. I don't know why. <laughs> she, what, is my, am I married to Voldemort? I, I was listening along and I was screaming. You were screaming in my, in my 1950s radio. That I to these things on. I'm not sure why. I went on there, the bro. AM dial, and I was like, "Why isn't uh, Barbara Crampton going up against Linnea Quigley in this?" Final? That actually blew my final. mind. There, as much as I love Felissa Rose, and I mean, I know we all love Felissa, but yeah. I was blown away that we we got down to our our little tiebreaker, which was calling my wife and Drew. Uh, and she picked Felissa over Linnea. I yeah. get it though because she's not, she, she's not like she wasn't inaccurate with what she was saying about it though. Also, That's true. She didn't seem to understand that uh, the real winner is Elvira. Yes. Regardless. So there it is. Okay. So we actually didn't. All right. I, oh, we, I, I don't think uh, I don't think you guys gave the disclaimer. No. That this was all for nothing, and Elvira is the, the true <laughs> champion, right? Cassandra Peterson. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I, I guess the the votes from Twitter and. and and well, Instagram doesn't matter. The large-haired, pale, yep. boob goddess yeah. of horror. <laughs> yeah. So Cassandra Peterson. Cassandra. Cassandra. Yes. If you call her Cassandra to her face, she will not answer you. 
Did okay. you try that? Yes. No, I did not. No, I did not. No, I did not. No, I did not. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Like, I'm, I'm still, like, very jealous that you actually got to meet her, that she put her hand on top of your hand for a picture. You would have been a bumbling fucking idiot the same way I was, too, because she seduces you with her eyes, and she smelled good, and she's pretty, and oh. Yeah. I don't think I would have been able to say a single word. Yeah, no, I, I no, did, I but I, I was able to get words out, but not like a coherent sentence. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I smelled the aroma of, of crypt and cobwebs that I can only assume comes off of her, mm. that's hot to everyone else, right? Oh, fuck yeah. 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 Because yeah. she's, she's an actual zombie, right, from what I understand? Yeah. But like a hot one? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, just yes. like that uh, that movie I Zombie where they made all the zombies attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Except this time. The TV show? Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a movie where it was like, I'm in love with a zombie or whatever. Oh, that fucking movie. Yeah, um, that sucked. It was like a teen romance. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's proving once and for all that, yes, necrophilia is fun. <laughs> and hot. Yeah. All right. So, no, it is an Elvira. We'll announce the real winner. Okay, so the uh, this is all um, according to like how the people voted on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. You chose. And, Your and voice I is I am very, honestly, very surprised. Yeah, me too. That Miss Felicia Rose was over one. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. Yeah. Felicia Rose. Yeah. Felicia Rose. I mean, I'm surprised, but like not surprised because she is also like very hot herself. And she's good in everything she does, too. Yes, I love that we keep going back to like, oh, they're so fucking hot. No, I know. Like... I, I was, that's why I had to go back. To, <laughs> that's why I had to go back to like, yeah, she's actually very good at what she does. Well, <laughs> I think Barbara Crampton is both attractive and talented. Yes. Yeah, and that's, uh, what, that's what I'm saying. I'm just I'm, I'm surprised because I, I feel like Reanimator is a, is a lot well known than anything. Felicia Rose. Is well, what would you say? Felicia well, Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp was. I mean, Sleepaway Camp is big. Sleepaway Camp. It's a classic. Yeah, absolutely. And then just, uh, for me, it's like Sleepaway Camp and then all of this stuff that she just like popped up in, in you know, in the last like 10, 10, 20 years. Yeah. Like she's, she hasn't really, I mean, she's had like leading roles in other movies and stuff, but like. What's number two after Sleepaway Camp? I, I honestly, I got to go with Hatchet 3. Hmm. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Hatchet 4. Hatchet 4. Uh, it's just called Victor Crowley. Yeah. Which uh, is actually, where she plays like a pill popping. Good. Yeah. That's great. Because I love Adam Green because he, he'll take. Uh, all these, these these classic people in like horror and stuff, and put him in his movies or even yeah. on his show Holliston, and give him something completely different to do. He's a real Quentin Tarantino in that respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Letting Harvey Weinstein get away with all that stuff he did. Well, that's just terrible. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, I guess I. I mean, I'm I'm sorry about saying that. I was watching clips from Inglorious Bastards last night, and let me tell you, that is a fantastic movie. It's so good. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people think that Pulp Fiction is his undisputed masterpiece. And Glorious Bastards is... I'd put him pretty close. I mean, Pulp Fiction has the cred, and it's the groundbreaking film of the 90s, you know, that it was. Changed cinema forever. It saved John Travolta's career. Temporarily, yeah. (laughs) It brought him back for for a movie. It saved his career. And I think he did The Punisher. He was doing, like, Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking 2. Yeah. (laughs) Look look Who's Talking Now. You know, it got him to dance again, which I can appreciate. Yeah, we all love old JT dancing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But holy shit, uh, Eli Roth in uh, Inglorious Bastards. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. Not bad at all. No. No. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. But he uh, he really slays those uh, those uh, e- Nazis. He sure does, I and I love that. Nazis? No, no, no. This is fine now because it's basically bashing really, in Nazi skulls. Really I love beat that. Those tiny Hitlers to death with a bat. <laughs> oh, you mean kids? No, uh, tiny <laughs> Hitlers. They're different. 
They're like grown men, but little. Uh, fun little fact, the movie that we're going to talk about today is Terra Firmer. Eli Roth is in that So movie. midgets. Go fuck yourself. I'm winking at my <laughs> You're winking at right? <laughs> See that segue? Yeah, right. I uh, well, said midget on the air. I had to, I had to circle around quite a bit to get there but i uh, well i'm i i guess wait what'd you say what did you say the m word i think it's time to micah oh. no I, I think it's time to apologize i already apologized for saying so there's the one more thing i gotta apologize for all right guys okay all right now i'm gonna Let's go first here all right i gotta get this uh, uh guys i'm really sorry i actually gave uh, wrong information last week. I uh, I mentioned Debbie Rashawn made a directorial debut uh, in the movie Killer Rack. That was incorrect. Oh, Greg Lamberson directed the movie Killer Rack. Yes, he did. Okay, that sounds more familiar. Debbie Rashawn made her directorial debut with Model Hunger. Model Hunger was also filmed here in Buffalo. Okay, with a lot of local people working on it, uh, including uh, uh, the late Michael O'Hare who is a, a local actor, and uh, Greg Lamberson also worked in that movie. And Rod Durick, special effects artist. Uh, so I actually I'm... learned about Killer Rack um, when the lead actress walked into my tattoo shop. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, that's uh, And also, Greg, I want to apologize to you. I want to apologize to you. Good. Uh, I've been waiting for that. I'm uh, I'm sorry about my impression, my spot-on impression of you. I mean, it was good. And how it just sounds like Ray Romano squeezing out a fart <laughs> <laughs> and trying desperately to sound like a normal person. My take was was Ray Romano uh, semi-successfully navigating his way through a stroke. There you go. And for that, it's kind of I, cool. I, so down. I apologize to the fans. And I apologize to you, Greg. And I'm just glad that you're back today. Greg, do you have anything that you're well, sorry I, for? I thank you for passing on my message. I think it was an important one. Mm-hmm. Y- yes. Yeah. Saved a, saved a man's life. In a way. But the more important thing that I think we were getting to is uh, the only reason you had to do that is because I didn't show up last week. Yeah. <laughs> because I was tripping on ayahuasca in Pennsylvania with a Vietnamese gentleman who claimed to be Tom Jones. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know that it wasn't him. I later learned that it was not. Okay. Pretty sure now. But I do apologize for this, for not showing up. <laughs> Left you guys on your own. Although, uh, technically you did do 14 episodes before you <laughs> uh, kidnapped my cat and forced me to, to do this with you at gunpoint. So, yeah, pretty sure can't. you did You did fine without me. It uh, was a short episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, yeah. one thing I tend to add is length. Oh. Oh! And with that, a real Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <A> real. <laughs> don't, All right. Don't get me into the dice again. On to Will. Okay, so. It's March, so you have to apologize now. It is March, officially the first day of March, so I, I can't avoid this anymore. Um, so let's, 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 like, let's like, rewind uh, about three minutes ago. When I used a term that describes um, little people, short people, if you will, little Hitlers, diminutive Nazi human beings, yeah, um, dwarves, if you is that wrong too? I think no, dwarf, dwarf is okay. 
maybe digging a hole. I don't know. Oh, am I? I don't know. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm not so, exactly sure what you're getting at. Well, are you apologizing for the Hitler thing? No, or never. For, for the little people thing? He said midget. Yes. <laughs> I did. What? Did, wait, what did he say? You Mid- heard me. Midget. One more time. The piano is still <laughs> playing. I'm not gonna keep saying it. So. You shouldn't. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> Why'd you keep asking me to play it? So we're so. I, so, so, now, so I'm so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, no. I like. I, I I genuinely and truly do apologize for using that word. Um, it was um, short-sighted of me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I apologize. Okay, I'm sorry about that too. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. You really was, you brought it you brought it all back, man. I I do apologize. <laughs> Will everybody <laughs> and beautiful scene. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't take oh. any offense to this. This is all just humor. Well, it is also trope march, so maybe we should cancel Apology Corner for the rest <laughs> of the month. Well, I think, I think in the spirit of trauma, offensiveness is going to be in the air. That's true. Exactly. I, I, I don't think s- there's any way to avoid it. If we're going to talk about these movies, there's going to be some offensiveness. If you guys aren't okay with it. We apologize in advance for everything. Yeah. yeah. We're going to try our best. I mean, don't turn us off. Listen, never. No, listen, never don't. turn us never off. Turn no. Us off. No. As a matter of fact, you should subscribe to us right now if you haven't yes, yet. Subscribe to us on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and on Apple Podcasts, and visit the website. Yeah, this is the perfect, that is ours. perfect time for a plug. Perfect time for a plug. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it, go ahead, call Arboreal Inc. Yeah. in Hurdle Avenue in Buffalo. Get yourself a fucking tattoo and from you know this what? mustache you handsome know what else? man. Why where you we get, accommodate you, all heights of people. While you're getting a tattoo, <laughs> order from Happily. Macy's Pizza in Chittawaga, New York. Yes, Macy's Pizza. We want y'all to sponsor us. We want y'all to sponsor the fuck out of us. Because we like your food. And since we're at it, why don't you go in pro wrestling tees? Get yourself a Frankie <laughs> Feathers shirt. <laughs> I don't all, have a, I don't all, have a pro wrestling t-shirt. All proceeds go to... <sighs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, Ron John's Surf Shop, if you're out there, uh, send me a free surfboard or something. Because I want to try that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, there isn't a whole lot going on this week, but I do know that Bruce Campbell just got done filming his cameo scene in the upcoming Doctor Strange uh, in the Mouth of Madness or Multiverse of Madness, whatever oh, the right. fuck this movie's called. It's fucking Sam Raimi's the director. Yeah, I, I'm so sick and tired of these superhero movies, but I keep watching them because I'm a glutton for punishment. I and you also, like the superhero. I yeah, do, I, I, I do, and I don't at the same time. I'm, I'm loving WandaVision and shit like that. I know this isn't the podcast for it, but I. Uh, when they go into this multiverse shit, I think it's just going to get really convoluted and wonky and weird and shit like that. But uh, Sam Raimi's behind the new Doctor Strange movie, which is really fucking sweet. And he's great. Yeah. He's, he absolutely is. Uh, now, this is what I'm coming out right now, and I'm speculating it. And I brought it up on my uh, – the Bruce might come back as like a, like a cameo as the referee from that wrestling scene from the first Spider-Man. That would be but fantastic. That would be cool. But here's what I think might happen. Mm-hmm. Or more like what I want to happen. Okay. So all these dimensions that they're going to be going through, the multiverse of madness and stuff like that, that means that uh, there's just never – and it's like Rick and Morty. There's never ending uh, shit going on. And maybe I would like to see more fat superheroes if anyone's paying attention. Like you remember Fat Thor? Fat Thor was great. That was amazing. If they can just make every superhero fat in some dimension. What is this, an episode of Always Sunny? Yeah, even if it's just (laughs) like, like deleted scenes. For later, or just a whole movie where they're all fat and they don't even mention that they're fat or bring like attention to it, but they're just all fat. It would be that perfect. would be great. All right, yeah. so back up. What I want is I want like something It'd be where very they're aggressive. I want something where they're like going through like dimensions and they end up at the cabin and Bruce Campbell is Ash. 
Okay. That'd be sweet. Like I think that would be so cool if somehow you could have Ash. I don't know if they have the rights to it, though. That's the problem. Sam Raimi. I mean, I, I don't know. Disney owns everything. Or, I, yeah, even if they, they own Evil Dead, though. If no. they cross it's, over yeah. with uh, like Ash versus the Evil Dead, like some of those characters, just pop in, even if it's just for a moment. And yeah, I like, mean, oh you know, shit, we got to get out of here. Yeah, or. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some guy with a chainsaw hand. And the, the only up on is like this is in the, is in like them to like like fuck this. And this, <laughs> there. this certainly is strange, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that strange, Doctor Weird? Let's go. Wasn't Dr. Weird from Aqua Teen? Dr. Know. Weird, yeah. Dr. Weird. I've been on an Aqua Teen kick lately. Oh, it's classic. Uh, it's uh, classic. Next to, I, as you can tell, I just got HBO Max. I'm on Sex in the City and Aqua Teen. Uh, yeah, okay. it sounds like it. Yeah, I'm having a, having a real good time with that. HBO? Yeah, man. All the, all the adult swims on HBO Max. It's oh, great. cool, cool. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely great. Uh, yeah, so Bruce Campbell just posted something on Instagram. Very vague, but it was kind of obvious that he just got done filming his cameo in Doctor Strange. Well, I think the great thing is... Uh, Within the next year and a half or two, once Disney owns literally everything, yeah. they'll be able to go to any universe they want to. That's true. You know, and they could the xenomorphs could pop up in this. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, this might be the, the the silver lining to the mega corporation that is Disney. They could go to Star Wars. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. You know the holy shit they can the planet that is Star Wars. The planet. <laughs> 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 they could go to that place. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think about that. They actually can interact with uh, uh, Han Lightstepper and, <laughs> and Chuby. <laughs> my brain almost exploded. Yeah, no, 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 it didn't because it's Greg and I. I've actually never seen Star Wars. Wait, what? Do you, is that? I don't know if you're being serious. Is that a big movie? Is that, I don't like know if I'm you're not, being serious or not. Have you actually not seen Star I feel Wars? Like he's, I feel like he's joking. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen it. Yeah, yeah right. when you twirl the left side of your mustache, you're full of shit. Is that when my you twirl, tail? That's your <laughs> tail. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I did not spend a weekend with Tom Jones at Wawa Park <laughs> Um And the only other thing that I, I really have to talk about other than the movie of the week is that Neil Blomkamp has announced that District 10 will finally uh, be in fruition. I can't wait for this. So wait, is it the sequel to District 9? Yeah. It's a real Ocean's Eleven situation It'd here. It'd be kind of fucked okay. if it was a prequel, right? <laughs> <laughs> District 8? <laughs> no, it's called District 10, but it's, yeah. it's a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> well, Everyone's younger. <laughs> here's, the, <laughs> here's the thing about like District 10 or whatever. It's... What did that movie come out? Ten years ago? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly wait, like, more. First off, like way too wait it's there's would, so much time in between there. Two thousand five or six even, right? No, no, I was uh probably like two thousand nine, I'm gonna say. No. I'm guessing two thousand eight. I mean I'm guessing, I don't know. Maybe two thousand and eight. Somewhere it's around. It's great there. though. I, I love everything Blomkamp does. Oh Blomkamp's Blomkamp's awesome, but two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. No. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yep, my Greg, bad. you owe me the blowjob. Uh I mean you don't have to twist my arm. Yeah. We're going to have to twill his mustache. <laughs> Get both sides from behind and just give it a little twist. <laughs> treat your treat that mustache like ponytails. <laughs> I call these your handlebars. Good thing I can pop out my two front teeth. <laughs> you didn't know I could do that, did you? So you got that in intercourse PA, right? Oh, here they go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fuck are we talking about? Neil Blumkin. <laughs> well... I mean, this is cool and all, but at the same time, it's just nothing's really set in stone. I feel like a lot of shit that Neil Blomkamp says is going to happen uh, never does. 
Hmm. Remember when he was supposed to do uh, the the next Alien movie? Wasn't that recent, though? That was like five years ago. I feel like there was some other stuff, too, that Neil Blomkamp was like, yeah, we're going to do this, and then it never fucking happens. Well, I like the fact that he's, uh, you know, he's at least entertaining these ideas. And ambitious, but it gets yeah. your hopes up. Sometimes you know? shit just doesn't, doesn't pan out. But I would I'd trust Blomkamp with just about any, any film of that genre. He's that, that, yeah, he yeah, he's yeah he no, he is. Yeah, he knows his stuff well. I even like Chappie. I know a lot of people weren't like crazy on Chappie. Chappie was cool. It had a lot of good visuals. I like Chappie. It was very different. Wait, wait. His last name is Blumkin. Blumkin. Oh no, no, no. He it's yeah. He's not taking a shit, getting a blowjob. Okay, from Greg over here. That'd be great. <laughs> I mean, well, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's about as close as you're gonna get, I guess. <laughs> a real a real Blumhouse. All right, well. Hey, hey, I was I was with Debbie last night. Gave her a Blumhouse. Welcome to the Blumhouse, where everyone sits on toilets <laughs> constantly. There's no chairs. Now yeah, I'm just making another Conjuring. <laughs> God, I hate those Conjuring movies. I, yeah. I don't like most Blumhouse, to be honest. I don't either. A lot of it's just kind of. I mean, it's a it's a business venture, not a not an artistic. Uh, I endeavor. Have you watched? I, I talked about it last week, but have you watched Freaky yet? No, no. I, so that, that's you know what that's actually what I what I, what I, what I what, what I wanted to watch, but I didn't get a chance to watch this weekend. Really? Yeah. I got to be honest. I heard your brief review of it last week, and it just did not sound up my alley. It's, dude, it's sweet. You'd like it. Oh, okay. No, never no, mind. Tr- no, trust me. You would. You would. <laughs> there's a there's an awesome scene where, like, this this kid knows, like, Vince Vaughn is a... Mm. <laughs> it's like Vince Vaughn makes out with a teenage boy. You know how I feel about kids. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. It's a really weird scene. Wow. It's, Wait, it's that, very uncomfortable. Is that real? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's. I mean, the actor isn't really a teen, but he's supposed to be like a seventeen-year-old. I'm going to watch that just for that. Then. Yeah, it's kind of spicy. Huh? Are you? Fuck. Really? Vince Vaughn kissing a dude? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? I like Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I like him when he's being funny. He's funny in this. Is he? Is yeah, it, he acts like a, a teen girl in it the whole time. And it's that whole oh. thing. Like, if you're a if you're a girl and you get a man's body for a day, like, what's the first thing you do? You start playing with your dick. Yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. If you body swap, like, I assume both parties would spend the entire days in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 Right? I mean. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, 100%. Yeah. You don't know how long that's going to last. You you might get Freaky Friday right out of that shit, like, the next day. Mm-hmm. So. That's, take that's, that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Like, every moment counts. I mean, that's like. my advice. Yeah. Make every flick of the old bean count. Now, you mm-hmm. know what, uh, what movie he was great in? Vince Vaughn. What's that? Was the Psycho remake. Fuck you. <laughs> you I was going to say, did you, you, you just send that because I brought it up last week? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can Honestly, tell my ass was getting chapped a little. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a, it was like a shot for shot remake. Was it shot for shot? I think they attempted it at least. Oh, I think wow. that was the goal. I never actually like compared the two. Mm. Um, but I do know that uh, Vince Vaughn, not right for that role. Okay. Not great. The movie wasn't right. It shouldn't have happened. No, it shouldn't have. The actress no. who played the mother was very... Stiff and wooden. <laughs> Giggity. Was it my penis? <laughs> oh, he's the you sucking my dick. Yay, the dice man. Oh. Welcome Sorry. back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we missed you. Hey, it's <laughs> nice to be here. What are you guys doing? Are you guys talking about trauma or what, huh? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Do we have... <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay doing Wonderwall. <laughs> Do we have anything else? maybe you're going to be the one that sucks <laughs> my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
shit. Yeah, yeah all right. The whole show's going to be derailed. We'll just spit beer everywhere. Give me a tissue. Uh, here you go, buddy. Oh, clean, your, clean yourself up. You're a mess. It got in my eye. <laughs> oh, did it now. Uh, all right, oh, guys. Tro March. We are starting the month with Terror Firmer. This is my all-time favorite trauma movie. But before we get into that. A controversial classic. Mm. Uh, that's a fucking understatement. Before we get into talking about the movie, uh, I just wanted to take a second and kind of talk about trauma. Uh, Greg, where did you first, like, discover trauma? And honestly, like, overall, how do you feel about trauma as, as, as a whole? Uh, which one do you want me to answer first? Whatever. Okay. I had no idea what trauma was. I, uh, you know, I discovered trauma back in the days when independent underground film was actually, like, hard hard to know about and hard to get it was really hard to come by Uh, yeah it's it seems like such a long time ago but before the internet like this stuff it was all just like word of mouth yeah you know like you really you had to know somebody who had seen something or yada 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 Hmm. uh i found a random vhs copy of the first toxic avenger in a flea market booth nice and i saw the cover and uh this was I, i mean this was not the first time i i had heard of toxic avenger mm-hmm. but i had seen the cartoon okay so i was like oh shit they, so you, you were cartoon first and then the movie I, I saw the cartoon i think it was on like saturday mornings yeah toxic something crusaders. Like that. toxic crusaders yeah mm. and there were a bunch of them and it was like it was a kid's cartoon yeah, yeah. it was like an environmental message for kids kind of like captain planet yes and, and if so, you go back and watch it it was really ahead of its time yeah sure. Yeah. yeah, I actually I have the board game too. It's, it's pretty I, cool. You have it up on display in your office at yeah. the tattoo shop. Yeah, yeah. I love looking at that. <laughs> um, and why have we not played that yet? Seriously, we should play it. I think it, I don't even think it's open. I've never never actually opened it. Yeah, it might be worth something, dude. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Regardless, I, I found this VHS of the first Toxic Avenger just buried in a. You know how you, you'd go to the remember the Super Flea on Walden? I'm aware of it. Yeah. You, yeah. You've never been there? Is it still there? I, I was there like no, it's once. Gone. Okay. I. I I mean, oh, I'm not the, from here. That so place I... was the greatest. It was the greatest flea market in the area. It was, um, but there were, you know, you'd, you'd have those every any flea market. You've got booths that sell videos, and they're just stacked floor to ceiling uh, with VHS tapes, DVDs. You know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Yeah, you, you know, you know this environment. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I saw Toxic Avenger just buried in one of those piles, and I was like, I, rec- I recognize that name from the cartoon. I didn't mm-hmm. know they made a movie, so I grab it and I look at it. I'm like, oh shit, this is it's rated R. How old are you at this point? Uh, teenager. Okay. 15. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Old enough that my friends had cars and we went to the Super Fleet. Okay. Oh, you were a late bloomer with trauma. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see it as a kid. Oh, wow. I okay. Saw, I saw the cartoon. Okay. Um, so I just I just grabbed it. I think it was like a dollar. And I was like, yeah, this will probably be interesting. And I throw it in. I'm like, holy shit. This is adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, yeah. Is, this is not the cartoon. Not that I expect it to be a cartoon, but this is not the, the material that I expected to see at all. I thought it was going to be like a like a hilarious romp, uh, you know, through the uh, through the toxic swamp, while the the bad guys who want to pollute get their their asses handed to them, hmm. a la yep. Captain Planet. Um, but yeah, fell in love with it. I mean, honestly, it's been one of my favorite movies ever since. I still have that VHS. I you know pop it in every now and again. Okay, uh, it's a, it's it's a toss up for my favorite uh, trauma film. It's definitely uh, Toxic Avenger. One and uh, Cannibal, <laughs> which we'll get into because Cannibal is fucking beautiful. yes, yes. Cannibal the musical is great. Um, and then what was the other question? How do you feel about trauma? I'm I for it. I, yeah. Overall, there's it's a it's a very wide sliding scale for me. Some of it is absolute 
trash uh, unwatchable some of it's it's all proud trash yeah but some of it is some of it is kind of unwatchable trash especially the stuff that's come out in like the last 10 years i haven't even paid attention it's not good but when it's good it's great when it hits that that sweet spot where it is gory it's gross it's trashy irreverent uh about as anti-politically correct as you can get and if you can throw in a decent story in there even better but uh, yeah yeah they've got some big ones okay um so that's my take on it dude i i was introduced to trauma i kind of i was one of those kids that was i was sheltered but i was also like allowed to stay up late and watch whatever i wanted which was kind of weird like when you think about it uh, but I would watch. It's literally all just scrambled pornography. A lot of that, but then I on a lot the of static and the occasional fuzzy boob flying by. If you're lucky, uh, Friday nights and Saturday nights for me as a kid was USA Up All Night. I know a lot of people grew up on like Monster that are into horror grew up on Monster Vision. Some of them like HBO, or you had like an older brother, uncle, a weird uncle, or a friend, or whatever, who would, like, would just be, like, VHS And tapes, as we right? talked about before, Tales from the Crypt was a big one for uh, a lot of people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially if you were around in the, the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I had, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be 38 this year, I grew up on USA Up All Night. That was what I looked forward to more than anything, was a Friday night with Rhonda Shear, and then Saturday night with Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Gilbert's incredible. Uh, I fucking love him. I uh, But... And like star r- of problem child one and two, <laughs> and Yago, come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people might know that one. <laughs> they they would actually play trauma movies on the USA Network, and for some reason, a lot of the movies weren't edited. I remember watching Boobs on the USA Network yeah. at night, and the first trauma movie that I it probably isn't the first one that I watched, but the first trauma movie that was like it, it kind of like engraved in my memory was uh, Trauma's War. Okay. Uh, and that was... They showed that on TV? They showed it on TV. Everything down to even the, the, the rape scene uh, where uh, the, the girl gets raped and, oh, no, I have AIDS. Which I'm now realizing there is a lot of that in trauma. There is so much mm. of it. Uh, but then, like, you know, you look at that movie as as just like a mess... Just like it's trash, and it is, but there's also that like that subtext, and that the movie is like a political protest movie, and it was a movie to get AIDS awareness out when like trauma was the first. Was this ba- this was back when everyone was battling the uh, the PMRC as well, right? Correct. And censorship. Yeah, with a uh, uh, Tipper Gore, my, uh, my that... hero D. Snyder, standing up for uh, <laughs> fuck yeah, man, for all of us. And let's not discredit John Denver. Uh, uh, he was there. Yeah, but D. Snyder, our hero. He was there yes. in his little suit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, D. Snyder walks in like he just crawled out of a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a rat sandwich and Tom Jones. Oh, he's amazing. Uh, he's amazing. Oh yeah, but like. The fact that the USA Network were playing these movies uncensored, and it's like 1989, 1990, and I'm watching these movies, seeing boobs and stuff, and then you start to like pick up on the whole the opener, the the trauma thing, uh, you know, her her Lloyd Kaufman, hers and stuff, uh, and the, uh, that, the, the skyline, the skyline, yeah, yeah. the the Tromaville skyline. Mm-hmm. So it's that's kind of like my introduction to, which is of course New Jersey. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course. Um, uh, that was my introduction to trauma. And I, I feel like trauma has, has like this, this real like soft spot in my heart, uh, because of my childhood growing up with it. And then eventually like moving on to toxic adventure, Kabuki man. But then you, like you said, dude, 
the bad is so bad, but the good is so good. Yeah. And I um, think for a lot of us, it's, it's always just kind of been there. And I've always... Uh, something yeah. for you a little bit longer than me, but it's always just been sort of in the background of like all of our other 40, horror fandom. 40 hmm. years, I mean, man. They've been around forever, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot and of... they've published hundreds of movies. And there's a lot of... There is like a lot of uh, um, movies in the 80s that were almost trying to be trauma. You take something like Street Trash, Basket Case, oh, yeah. you know, Brain Damage. Well, uh, trauma, if you mention trauma to someone who knows what it is, it is it's almost a genre all to itself. It's it's a subgenre in horror. Like when you when if you're if you're talking about a film that, that someone else may not have heard of and you go, it's trauma. They know exactly they know exactly what, they know what, exactly it is. what yeah. to expect. They know where what the tone is. They know what, what where it's coming from. Now they it's, have its own thing. They have a lot of their own original stuff, but then a lot of stuff that they bought too. Like when we re- reviewed Death by Temptation, yeah. Like I, uh, uh, and then later on this month we're reviewing a movie that is is also kind of like that. Um, but well, well because I, they're they're a publisher as well. Yes, right? exactly. Um, Lloyd isn't he doesn't have his his hand in everything personally. No, unlike no, definitely the, not. Like Terror Firmer, which we're about to talk about. Which <laughs> this yeah. is this is Lloyd's baby. Um. <sighs> But uh, Will, now I now the one thing that's fun about this to me is that Greg and I are grizzled vets when it comes to trauma. Uh-huh. Now, Will, the horror genre altogether, you're still kind of like, uh, I'm not going to say a newbie, but you're definitely still a novice, and this is us introducing this stuff to you. Now, you know, I'm, is this... I'm, I'm more so into like the like the um, the, the more known horror, Freddy, yeah, Freddy, Jason, stuff like that, yeah, and yeah, the, the big ones. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is our way of expanding your your. This broadening is, your horizon. Trauma is the antithesis of that. <laughs> yeah. and, as you, and you just watched Terra Firmer. A lot of the message of that film is that they're not the mainstream. Yes. They, yeah, I think they just shit on Steven Spielberg through that whole thing. Very much which, so. <laughs> yes. Which I can't say I totally agree with. I mean, Spielberg no, does amazing absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they are, you know, they're the little guys. They're the independent film yeah. uh, with the heart. Which they mentioned that they're a few rocky. times in the movie. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. They're, but they're, to, they're the Italian stallions of the horror okay. industry. But yeah, yeah. before I get to you, but like for me personally, it's. Trauma means so much because I've always been kind of like that that weird kid, that outcast, the underground, where I'm always I always kind of went against like the mainstream. I've always listened to underground music. You know, growing up, I was the kid listening to Misfits, um, and Insane Clown Posse. There, there you, go. you go, goddamn right. right. I I hey man, I'm not ashamed of that. You should. Uh, no, absolutely not. And Honestly, I was always in 2021. The Insane Clown Posse have somehow uh, turned their reputation completely upside down. They, they teamed up with Chris Hansen like to catch pedophiles. I, honestly, oh, I think sure. I think they're great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, um, you can put the music. Music is a whole totally different thing. But as people, I can't can't fault them. Most people don't like good dudes. They keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Violent J is uh, what from what I can tell, a, a great father. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They made but, big money rustlers. <laughs> Back on my point is that I, I was always like the underground. Like, I didn't like WWF. I liked ECW. Right. You know, I, I didn't like, uh, like I said, I, I listened to the Misfits. I didn't listen to Nirvana. You watched um, the GoBots. I, I was a GoBots guy, not a Transformers guy. And I know that could get, like, annoying, but that's There's just how I was. You always preferred anal sex. Bingo, dude. That's how I lost my virginity. Um, <laughs> so, like, that was me, and that's why trauma means, like, so much to me. Uh, but So, Will, yeah. what is your, like, depth of trauma like how far have you gone death by temptation have you watched like the toxie movies i feel like i may have like back in the day but i don't remember i mean death by temptation is a pretty fucking obscure one 
And the fact that you have seen that movie when I know a lot of our listeners, like, I, I mean, I just people in horror in general, like, you brought that movie to our attention. Yeah, it's I never it's saw so, it. so fucking like, good. Like, God bless you for that, man. It's such a good movie. It's great. So if we're going to talk know, about like, the, the big, the big like, must-see trauma movies, Michael. Yeah, what? elaborate on this for me. Toxic Avenger, obviously. A Toxic Avenger. Because I, I, remember, I, I remember Toxic Avenger. Toxic, toxic, uh, fuck. toxic Avenger. You can just call him Toxie if you want. Yeah, call him Toxie. Okay, because, you know, I'm not alcohol. Um, so I, I remember Toxie from back in the day, but I don't, I, I don't like remember like actually watching it. But I, yeah. I, I remember like, like you said, like you I remember, know, I remember, I remember the cartoon like yeah. yeah. So, like other than that, now you, I have, you, be, you know the deal. Yeah, you know what yeah, it yeah. is. So um, this month is going to be a culture shock to you, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Terror Firmer is definitely a big one. Oh fuck yes. Terror Firmer is a must. Obviously, Toxie, the Newcom High, Newcom High series. Yeah, uh, sure. surf, at least the first surf Nazis. Uh, I I would even go as far as to say like Poultry Geist uh, would, I would definitely Kabuki be one. Man. Kabuki Man for I'd, sure. I'd probably put Kabuki Man and Poultry Geist kind of on the same level. Yeah. They're not like the big ones, but they're well known. I mean, I, Lloyd was very proud of Poultry Geist. He shot it in 35 millimeter. It was a fucking musical. Yeah, I feel like he was oh. very proud of Terra Firmer too. Very proud of Terra Firmer. <laughs> yeah. And Toxie. I think that's like all he's really proud of. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Although I, I, I would still say Cannibal the Musical, number one. Yes. Yeah, that's as, as much as I love Toxic Avenger, Cannibal the Musical is is an absolute masterpiece. I wouldn't say that's number one for me. I don't care. I would say <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Will, you're in for a treat this month, my man. Okay. And let's get into this motion picture. Terror Firmer. Terra Firmer, which came out in nineteen ninety nine. It was filmed in ninety eight. Uh some of it was in uh uh, some of it was in Jersey. Some of it was in New York City. We'll get to that New York City scene in a minute, especially the Times Square scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Douglas Buck, Patrick Cassidy, obviously Lloyd Kaufman. Obviously and, Lloyd Kaufman. Obviously. And more importantly, James Gunn. Yeah, oh. I saw that. Oh, that. That fucking blew me away. Yeah, James Gunn helped write Terra Firma. <laughs> James Gunn from the Guardians of Galaxy. Yeah, this explains a lot of... His tweets, yeah, and uh, just basically James Gunn as an individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James Gunn was also in Toxic Avenger Four: Citizen Toxie, where he played the Stephen Hawking's character. Oh, that was him. Yes, that didn't age well. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing in this movie aged well. No, God, there no. is not yeah. a single scene in this movie that I think could be shown publicly in 2021. No. I, I, I see why I, I see I see I I now see why the movie was unavailable and on Amazon Prime. But it was. It when? it was for like the last two years. And then when I go to watch it the other night, I fucking can't. So I had to find other ways to do it. Yeah, me too. Amazon gave it the axe, huh? Uh I mean, yeah. Honestly, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm glad that I had to f- go about it other ways because I I've been I've been pissed by have had to pay for this fucking movie. I don't see why you'd be mad about it. No. This is a good movie. I don't know. <laughs> I I too did not pay for this movie. Yeah, I didn't either. To the, uh, <laughs> to, to the FBI who is listening in and is going to send uh, me uh, Oh, my I, my I, FBI agent and I we go we go way back. I have a VPN. I don't. Or I should say to my ISP who is about to send me an angrily worded email. My ICP that says please do not pirate videos again. And if you do, we're going to send you three or four more angrily worded emails. <laughs> and at that point, we might consider cutting off your service. Right. 
But until then, have a great day. I'm pretty sure that's what the last one said. <laughs> that's very nice. Yeah, they were polite. They were yeah. very polite. The film Terror Firmer is loosely based on a book that Lloyd Kaufman and James Gunn wrote together uh, called All I Need to Know About Filmmaking I Learned from the Toxic Avenger. Okay. Uh, kind of loosely based on it. I, the whole movie itself is like, I, I'm not even going to say a fever dream. It's very, it's just a... <laughs> It's just a mess. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a very well organized chaotic mess. It's, there's a lot of meta going on. A lot of meta. This is a very like just it's so punk rock and it's so awesome and very punk. the entire soundtrack is punk rock. Yes, it is. This is like this is 15 year old Greg's favorite soundtrack. <laughs> I recognized so many songs out of this uh, of this film. It really took me back. Mm, Good okay. stuff. With all those safety pins you had in your face. Oh yeah, I had, I had the safety pins in the in the jacket. Yeah, the patches, the the dyed spiked hair, all that. <laughs> I I was all about while you, while you and your friends were dressing like clowns and throwing pies at each other. It was Fago. Uh, I was doing something way way cringier. So <laughs> you know, the, the SLC punk stuff. Yeah, that kind of yeah. that, that was my teen years. Were you a Michael Graves eating poop sandwiches and stuff like that? I did purchase a Michael Graves album hmm. in my teens. Hey, we all have mistakes. I, I paid money <laughs> we all got to, secrets. to Michael Graves. <laughs> secrets. Uh, all right. And also a budget of, oh, God, pennies. Yeah. They say 500000 I'm going to say the budget was around 100000 because they always lie about that. Mm. Never, never believe what you hear when it comes to budget and how much they spend on making a movie. I wouldn't know how to accurately estimate that. <laughs> okay, fine. I, mean, I could throw out a number, but yeah. Uh, and the movie is loaded with cameos. All the entire movie is just references to past trauma movies. Also, uh, supposedly, a lot of the scenes were based on uh, actual incidents that occurred on the set of other trauma movies. Correct. Which, in oh. a lot of cases, was super awkward and cringy. Yeah. And we'll get to that. Yes. Yes. Hmm. I feel like Lloyd, Lloyd wrote a lot of this from experience. For my short time in the independent movie scene, there is a lot of stuff that happens off camera that is just – there's a lot of drug use. Everyone's incestual, like having sex with each other. It's pretty crazy, pretty wild, and it's – things could get out of hand. Okay. And, and from what I can tell, literally every surface is sticky with piss. <laughs> Piss. Piss. Piss and jism. Mostly piss, but... And, s- sure. and some jism. Some jism. All right, man. Uh, so you're our uh, our guy to take us away with the characters. We're going down the list. Let's right. get down the list. Terra Firmer. You, you want to talk about characters. We yes, sir. Terra Firmer. Well, let's get, the, let's get the big one out of the way first. We have Lloyd Kaufman. Yes. So we're going down the list of characters. This is Terra Firmer. Mm-hmm. We'll start with uh, with the obvious one, the big man himself, one Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. Who yes. I believe plays uh, Benjamin fucking... Larry Benjamin. Larry Benjamin. Yeah, there we go. Larry the, Benjamin. The blind director. Yeah. He is the director. He's also an actor. Mm. Which, um, I mean, I know this isn't news to anyone who's seen a trauma film, but I, I just had to make a note that his acting style, very reminiscent of Bugs Bunny. Yes. I don't know why that popped into my head, but Bugs it was like Bunny. a lot of Pratt Falls. He, okay. he reminded me of oh, I can't think of the, the actor's name. Um, he's a comedy actor from like the like like the sixties and seventies or fifties. Uh, Ernie Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mel 
Gibson. Nope. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Yes, Mel Brooks. He he has always okay. kind of yeah. Okay. He's, yeah. he's always kind of looked like Mel Brooks. Too. Yes. Like they're very like visually, physically they're they're similar dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mel Brooks also a a talented comedic director. I would say more talented, but oh, yeah, yeah, totally no different 100%. direction. Well, maybe not to Lloyd. <laughs> I that, mean, that fucking ego that guy has. Honestly, <laughs> Blazing Saddles and anything from Trauma, you know, they Similar vibe. That's such a good movie, though. Yeah. Although better writing. Yeah. Mel yeah, Brooks yeah. is a much better writer. Absolutely. Where the white women at? <laughs> <laughs> such a good line. That, that might be the best line from the yeah. whole movie. Uh, but he also he also had the obnoxious habit of putting himself into cameos that tended to be overdone and kind of cringy. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like that's just a thing that, that these directors like to do. Because they know they can get away with to it. To me, it's fun. He's not like M. Night Shyamalan throwing himself in uh, to the mix. I would agree that it was fun in every other movie, but in this one, it's obnoxious as fuck. It is. Really? Yeah. Goes, I'm the only one that likes Lloyd in this? He goes so far with it. He takes it way too far. I feel like you may be the only one who likes this movie in general. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> I'm back and forth on it. A lot of, <laughs> like, like, a, a, like a few things made me like laugh. I love like, what it represents. It's way it's way too long. I'll give you this that. Long yes. as fuck. Yeah, this movie should have been eighty minutes. I, I love Lord. why it was made. I love how it was made. Oh yeah. I, I just I I like what it is, but it's especially towards the end. It's tough to watch. Oh, God. It's it's just we only have one character so far. Let's fucking nosedive. <laughs> so anyway, next character, I'm gonna go with uh, Jennifer. Yes. She she's probably our one of our main leads anyway. Yes. Who's played by Alice Latorell. Yes. Who hasn't really done a whole lot after this movie. No. Yeah, I didn't see much. No. She only got a Wikipedia page. But she is, was she the writer? <laughs> was she the writer of the, the film they were making? Tara Herman? Nah, I, I, oh, I wasn't God. sure what her actual job was. But she yeah, was, she, was, she was on set. She works on set, but she's an aspiring director. She's yeah, she, that, was, up, that uh, was her thing. She wanted to be a director. She's looking to move up the ladder. She is also, she's dating Casey, mm-hmm. who we'll get to. Dating. She's banging Casey. She's see, it was not banging. That's kind good. of, in Ooh, a way. Yeah, good point. They're 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 something something <laughs> with each other. A lot of a lot of stuff with a pickle. Do some and, things. Uh, and one other note: she has a very sticky mother. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> so gross. <laughs> that was uh, that this was kind of so gross. gross, which we will talk about. Uh, she uh, she's a. Uh, I think she's. I think she was great in this. Uh, and she she got the part by bringing a lot of energy uh, to the auditions. Sure. Yeah. Auditioning for trauma. I guess it's like. It's, a, it's obviously like an open audition, and they have you come in, and they just record you and say, do whatever you want. And I will say, a lot of her scenes, as I mentioned before, were, were some of the ones that seemed like they were based on actual events on trauma sets. Hmm. And I feel like she was illustrating some stuff that was it got a little weird, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, man. But our next guy is Casey. Casey. Who is her, her kind of on and off love interest. He is the boom mic operator, which I believe... Yeah, he's played is, by Will Keenan. Will Keenan was the casting director of this movie. Oh, yeah? Was he? Yeah, he was also Tromeo. Oh, good. Mm. So I, I believe uh, he, he was the, uh, the best boy. Yes. Or is it the best boy grip? The best, yeah, the yeah. grip. Whatever the job is. Yeah. Which I've, I've always wondered what that was. And he I, reminds I me of like a, it's, just, it's the guy that, that holds the boom mic, right? Yeah. He reminds he me, of a, he reminds me of, a, of a bullshit John Stamos. Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely bullshit Stamos. I'll yeah. go with that. Uh, Will um, Keenan went on. He did. Uh, he did some other like independent horror movies. Not a whole lot after this. Um, oh God, he was in something that I I watched back in 2011. I fucking 
already forgot the name of the movie. Chop. No. Chop. Did you see Chop? No. Very forgetful. Mm. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. You, you could tell I, I, I. Well, he's in it. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. All right, cool. Well, in this movie, he's, <laughs> a, he's he's kind of a muscular badass. Yeah. He's not afraid to show it. Strong as shit too. Yeah. He's uh he's in love with Jennifer, and I don't want to give too much away here, but let's just say he has an unconventional configuration of genitalia. Mm. Yep. He's got a weird dick. <laughs> yep. Got kind of weird everything going weird, on. Yeah. Weird, weird dick vagina thing happening. Yeah, and we see it. We get a we get a nice close. There's no question about how weird this thing is. he has a very I touch myself vibe to him. Very very pretty. Yeah. Uh, what what what's the song from um, Silence of the Lambs? I touch myself. Oh, goodbye horses. Goodbye horses. You got a very oh. goodbye horses vibe. All right. Yeah. Yeah, holy shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next up is Christine, who is the lead actress of this uh, movie within a movie, which I believe is called Terra Firmer. It is. Right? That's yes, what they're shooting. it is, yeah. Uh, so uh, in case anyone was wondering where the title comes from, <laughs> you know, a <laughs> yeah. little insider information. Uh, she plays uh, the Toxic Avengers, I'm going to say in quotes, his therapist. Yep. Uh, essentially, she... She's kind of a joke. Um, she's supposed to be like the stereotypical uh, blonde, large-breasted, airheaded, uh, just like female horror lead. Yes, this is uh, Debbie, Debbie, Debbie Rashawn. 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 Right. Yes. Debbie Rashawn, uh, everyone's favorite Canadian. She's in so many trauma movies and a lot of other uh, horror flicks. After seeing this, I'm, I'm kind of like upset with our ranking last weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, a little bit. Hey, Debbie's great, man. Yeah. Uh, Debbie Rashawn, she got the script to Terra Firmer from Lloyd, and Lloyd was like, Debbie, read the script, let us know what interests you, and you got the part. So she gets a hold of Lloyd and was like, I really want the part of Casey, who was played by Will Keenan, uh, who's the, the grip, who has the, yeah. the, 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 the weird genitalias, yes. uh, which we'll get to. Uh, the best boy. The best boy. Uh, and... They got. She got a call from Will Keenan, who was the casting director, and said, "Debbie, uh, thank you for the interest in the script. We actually would like to offer you the part of Christine." And this was uh, Debbie was just like, "I really want to play Casey. I got all these great ideas for him. Like, let's make this happen. Like, whatever." And uh, then she gets Christine. But Debbie took that as like, "Okay, cool. I've worked with a lot of prima donna bitches in horror movies," uh, and she's like, "This is going to be my way." To make fun of them. Yeah. And, like, Lloyd had to, like, deal with this shit, too, in the early days. That's why auditioning for a trauma movie is so hard. I think and we, there's... He makes it pretty obvious how Lloyd deals with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Debbie Debbie took the role, and she owned it. Yeah, she, she did. did. She did. She really... She she did that well. Mm-hmm. She absolutely say. did. Um, so next we have Jerry. The fucking man. Yeah. He's Jerry, uh, initially, I just, I wanted nothing more than to punch Jerry in the face. Oh, honestly, that's, yeah. yeah. Really? Same. He, he really comes around. He really teaches you a thing or two about life. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry is. Quite the character arc. Yeah. He, Jerry is played by Trent Haga. And when we open on him, he is an asshole. He is a prankster. He is the special effects guy. He reminds me of, of he reminds me of, um, of, of um, Homeboy from um, Blue Mountain State. The quarterback. Oh yeah, the football player. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he wants to date Jennifer. <laughs> oh shit! All right. He is our he's our unlikely hero. 
You don't necessarily think he's going to do anything no. great at the beginning, but he, he really surprises you by that. Yes. Day. You know who he reminds me of? Uh, the who? football player from Blue Mountain State. <laughs> he reminds me of Killjoy. Oh. It's funny you say that because he's actually in every Killjoy sequel as Killjoy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the sequels are the better ones. They certainly are. So sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I would personally recommend Killjoy Goes to Hell. Because most recently in Bunker of Butts 07, Killjoy's Kindness Caravan. Tri- yeah, that one's bad. Uh, that's that. That's the that's compilation. Just, that's just all the Killjoys. That's yeah. a, oh, really? it's, it's, okay. it's all like a compilation of Killjoys. Yeah, like they shit. edited them down and combined them together, and I didn't watch it. Okay. Trent Hager got this part because uh, the same thing. It was just audition. He didn't have headshots or anything like that. He just got uh, – uh, he saw a flyer in his – he was going to school for uh, – for film he auditioned and he went he loves trauma like he was like a legit like fan of trauma and that's one of the things you can tell about all of these actors yeah. that they really everyone yeah. involved you can tell they all really love what they're doing which i, I can appreciate i was yes. gonna say you, you can't appreciate the fact that they're all yeah, they're, they're all like really into it and they all love what they're doing yeah. will what does this remind you of independent wrestling yeah. like i will do anything to be on your show yeah you know what don't pay me yeah, that's my exposure. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I mean, I mean you you, yeah. get, you can have another grown man chew some 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 gummy worms and spit into your mouth, and you you're okay with it. Yeah, yeah, D- yes, yeah, uh-huh. yes. That that happened. It did happen. A lot of mouthwash behind the scenes at the independent wrestling. I've been told. Um, not that much, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we have next, Greg? We got Todd. The Toddster! The Toddster! I love the Toddster! I hated this fucking guy. <laughs> oh my god, I love him! Yeah, I hated him so he's much. He's one of those love-to-hate kind of guys. Because yeah. he's meant to piss you off, but he's fucking... He's so obnoxious. He goes up and down. Like, one second you hate him, all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, he's funny again. And then yep. It just goes back and forth. Toddster um, played by Gary Herbeck. I will say, I am relieved that he was only in the film for a short period. because I, That's that, what I'm saying. That roller coaster of love and hate for him would have eventually gotten old mm. <laughs> hey he got but, the uh he got the part in the audition thing because he got naked right away he <laughs> popped it out yep yeah was yeah he got naked on the was, audition tape right away he just dropped everything started flinging his dick around and then there it was i would say this man knows how to get a part in a trauma film trauma film yep yeah you know, walk yep. in with your dick out that's right that, <laughs> i mean genius really yep uh so he's the toddster he is a well i mean out of control cokehead the mountain of cocaine he had in his room was impressive oh, excuse me that's an um, understatement he's a pervert oh yeah he is the proverbial frat boy i think he spends a good amount of his time in a toga in this film <laughs> and a he is a reluctant butt chugger <laughs> reluctant is an understatement yeah. <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about what that means shortly i'm sure you all can't wait uh so next up we have andy who, whose name I did not really know until well into the film. I wasn't sure. I was trying to put a name to this character. Um, but Andy is, I want to say, the 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 script supervisor. Mm. I'm not really good with the, the actual jobs on set when it comes to a movie set. But Andy was confusing because it... Uh, it started off as like a dude. Yeah, Andy and was then an, slowly... an effeminate, masculine, okay, man, so woman script supervisor. Okay, I was wondering, like, wait... I could have swore there was a dude at the beginning of the movie. Well, that was the running joke. Yeah. Every it, scene that he slash she was in, more and more they feminine. were becoming more and more and feminine. And then you get to the point, you get to the scene where, like, like you know. It's just, like, straight-up cleavage. There's The beard's gone. Yeah. 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 First scene, just 
full-on fake beard yeah uh-huh. kind of talking in a deeper voice but then by the end of the film and they don't the great thing is they don't say anything no they don't it. they don't refer to it at all they don't mention it it's just one of those things that's going on mm-hmm. just in the background it's, yeah introman likes to do that kind of thing yeah absolutely um just these, these funny little like in jokes um yeah not even an in joke i guess but just uh I don't know. Maybe that was an inside joke on the set. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Played by Mo- the <laughs> whole movie is an inside joke. Uh, her her other claim to fame is the movie Pecker, which is a John Waters film. And who's the lead in that? Ed Furlong. Everyone's favorite oh, okay. Furlong. Yeah. And let's not forget about Christina Ricci. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, she's so fine. She is. And she was back then, definitely. Just, oh, in 99, now. she was like 13. Whoa. I don't think so. I'm kidding. She was, she was at her best back then. <laughs> I think I think so, she look great now. Do we have? A, she's, she's, she's transformed a little bit. She doesn't look bad. What? But no, she's no, very she, different. Very yeah, different. She, looks, she, she still looks great. You know, what she did. She lost the thickness, and I always appreciated her thickness. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, and who else do we have, buddy? Next up, we got DJ, who is kind of a minor guy, but he is uh, what I described as a spaz, a crack addict, a wild man, and he's actually Christine's boyfriend. So he's jealous of the fact that she is uh, making out with other actors on set. DJ is also always dirty. And that's that's kind of his whole thing. It's just he, he kind of plays the jealous boyfriend, and he's just a mess. Yeah. Oh, she is dirty. <laughs> Will just realized that. Uh, just look at Christina Ricci. Yeah. Yeah. She's what we call a spinner. She's still super fucking hot, though. Well, yeah. But still. Yeah, come on. She's great. Uh, We're going to get to G-Spot? Buffalo 66 was a fantastic film in all regards. (laughs) Starring Christina Ricci and Vincent Gallo. (laughs) Okay, so... Also uh, directed by Vincent Gallo, who is a very talented man. That's a good one. He's he's no Lloyd Kaufman. No. When it comes to directing, I will. All right. Dude, let's... Who the G-Spot? Let's get to my fucking man, G-Spot. Greg Sable. Gordy. What is his name? Gordon? Are we talking about the same person? I'm Ward. Looking, I'm Gord. looking right now, but I don't see not one person named. He Gordon showed up in. Uh, he, sh- he it was Ward. Uh, he showed up uh, to to audition dressed like fucking D. Snyder because that's how he always looked at the time. Yeah, he's a he's a cross dresser. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lloyd Coffin took one look at him and said, "You're hired." And he said, oh, You're in. Okay. 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 And you know what? The um kind of the vibe I, that I get from Lloyd Kaufman, it's sort of it's almost um this was going on kind of concurrently but it's it's sort of a howard stern sort of idea absolutely where he's he's accumulating a crew of weirdos very unique individuals and if he sees you that you're unconventional most you're people different, don't like these oddities like you stand That's out too, yeah um just totally lost my shit you just you <laughs> totally killed it well <laughs> <laughs> if you stay yeah so if you like you stand out you're a weirdo he's, you have two heads yeah you're uh same, you're beetlejuice whatever you're hired yeah, so exactly. You're in, the, you're in the movie. He's he's looking for people who are different. I'm surprised that Howard Stern's crew wasn't in this fucking movie. Right, yeah. he's looking at it. You throw Beetlejuice into one of these. It was, I would I would bet that there's a trauma movie I'm, where Beetlejuice makes a I think, cameo. wasn't he in Citizen Toxie? I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I, I swear to God he was in one of the trauma movies at the time. I would not be surprised. I have no idea. Yeah. If, uh, if Ron Jeremy's in him, Beetlejuice has to be. That's a good point. You know, at some point. Um so that's that's the last guy I had. He's he's Gordy. He, I mean, and sadly to say, he's essentially kind of like a walking gay joke. Yeah, like every, all the humor surrounding him is like just a, him being a man who acts like a woman. Again, this wouldn't fly. It doesn't now. fly today. Yeah, back no, then you, again, you, none they, of this movie a lot would fly. Of it. And none of this movie like was okay in '99 either. 
That's true. Like, yeah, it was very. Uh, oh, I don't know though. At the same but time, it wasn't though, the kind of thing that that your career wouldn't be ended over. It like today, you, you you're just done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm honestly surprised Lloyd Kaufman's even putting out movies. Everybody like, of course, kind I of, haven't seen his recent ones. I assume they're they're uh, not good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody forgets about like how crazy that era was. Like, I, I I don't know. Like during that time, it was insane. If you look at pop culture in general, like the number one rated show of this time was Jerry fucking Springer. That was. I was the, gonna say like South Park, big and long. South Park was yes, year, that so. movie came out. Yeah. Trey Parker and Matt Stone were on top of the fucking world. Cannibal uh, musical. Yeah, that uh, that was what ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, the late nineties were absolutely in- the late nineties were insane. Yeah, I don't know what was going everything, on. Everything, everything started to shift in like ninety six, ninety seven. Well, the thing about the late nineties is everything was pushing the limits of extreme in like you know walking that line of good taste, but everyone saw that as like a good thing. Yeah, They're yeah. Like, we're we're getting crazier and crazier, but this is awesome. Yeah. And then somehow we got to a point, I don't know. Janet Jackson's tit. 2010. (laughs) No, before that. uh, Janet Jackson's titty ruined everything. That was 2004. Yeah, that's what happened. That was the turn. Yeah. That's when, uh, that was around when the Attitude Era died. Uh, I mean, it died before that, but it started to fizzle out. I think it died in like 2001. Yeah, I mean, uh, later than that, like 2002-ish, whatever. Point being, Uh, around then we we thought that uh, being politically incorrect was the thing to be. Was was good. Yes. Yeah. You know, South Park. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. South Park is the exact uh, example of it. South Park Pushing is the only... Pushing those limits. It's, South Park is, and I love that you bring that up, South Park is the only thing right now that is still doing what it did at that time. Yeah. It's, a, it's the last... to the, the quality of that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're able to exist right now. Yeah. That's amazing to me. Uh, I'm just, I'm surprised there's no hashtag cancel South Park right now. I mean, don't put that shit out of the universe, first of uh, all. I, I, yeah, I know. Well, everybody just like flip, flips out over an, uh, an actress or an actor because I, I know everybody right now is trying to cancel Henry, Henry Cavill, uh, Cavill yeah. For what? because he was dating Gina Carano. Really? So he's not even. So wow. there's, dude, th- there's an uproar in social media right now to get him like Come canceled on, from Hollywood. Like, let's get him replaced Come in The Witcher on. because yeah, he was with Gina Carano. Generation Z is they're they're kind of fucked up. That is insane. This is, I, I it's it's a mix of, uh, of course, there's, there's uh, Z always and been a, um, yeah. There's always been a hypocrisy that's inherent in the the cancel culture. Yeah, and a so, big part of it is the people uh, that are generally like liked by the people doing the canceling do not get canceled. James Gunn. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. For James Gunn is a perfect example. South People Park. go back and look at South Park. Yeah. You look. B- the big dude. one I always I always mention is H.P. Lovecraft, and I'm not going to tell oh. you why, but if you look him up, look into his his life story a little bit, and you'll see that uh, if all you cancel culture kids didn't have such a boner for him, you'd be attacking him just like anyone else. Okay. Right, I'll, I'll say no more. All right. I love his work. I love his writing. I'm not I'm not a cancel culture person. Uh, but he's he's one that's often overlooked, and I know you people are aware of it. Hmm. You left off you uh, fucking hypocrite. <laughs> no, it's true. It's it's a hypocrisy, man. Uh, and, Although you, uh, you took out Marilyn Manson, so maybe uh, maybe the limits are being broken down. Well, I mean, come on. I, I can't wait until we live in a world where nobody can say anything. That's gonna be fantastic. Uh. We just can't do anything anymore. I, uh, I, I mean, and it feels. I feel like people get canceled when they're against cancel culture. I'm against it. Me too. I feel like people have the right to offend. I'm on the the same vein as uh, Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson just came out, and he was like, 
what like what happened like he like why he, can't we talk about things that was yeah. Rowan a- Rowan Atkinson actually fears for the future uh to where it's it's I don't know like, it, why can't we have our own opinion about stuff the so, congratulations everyone you turned Mr. Bean into a cynic yeah yeah well Mr. Bean yeah. well done yeah congratulations uh and you left out Joe Fleshaker the big tubby lubby fat fucking piece of shit that his big joke is, is like, I'm fat, so it's funny. He was that Jared character in Poultry Geist. Uh, he's, in this, uh, he's in this movie. He has a small part. He's the one that gets killed by the escalator. He's uh, the one that was Lloyd Kaufman's oh, we biggest had, yeah, financial. We, actually, spoiler we didn't talk about him with our, on our character list. I actually had him written down as fatty, fat, fat, fatty, <laughs> fat, fat, fat. And he is uh, he's the fat guy from trauma movies. Uh, he's dead. Oh, shit. In real life. So respect the dead and take back everything. I'll take back everything I said. Uh, He was the one that – he was Lloyd Kaufman's – Supportly gentleman. Biggest financial backer where he would give Lloyd all this money and Lloyd would get a part for him in the role. Respectably overweight. Yeah, and it was always – and I think it was at the – and I I am really jumping ahead here. But if you go to the – if you go to the credits of this movie, the, a lot of facts pop up, and it said, Troma movie fun funny. fact, perhaps inspired by his hero, Robert De Niro, Troma superstar and escalator victim, Joe Fleshaker, bulked up from a 398 to 402 pounds for the role of Jacob Gelman, a character described in the script as fat. Fatty, fat, wow. fat, fat, fatty, fatty, fat. <laughs> fat. So there you go. I so let's, I'm reading I'm, a, in 2012, July 2012, he was rushed to the hospital where he was diagnosed as suffering from kidney, heart, and lung failure, weighing nearly 525 pounds. He got that fat? Wow. It's a tragedy, but it's not a surprise. And yes, he did, he yeah. did, he did die in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm All right, surprised Pete. by that. Yeah. So rest there, brother. <laughs> so that's that's how we're gonna bring in the movie. <laughs> I wasn't even let's get to thought <laughs> about that. Like literally, like yeah, that was like recipes. <laughs> let's get to the movie now. Now we yeah. got all the characters there. Now of course there's a hundred other characters, but we'll get to them when we get to them. Opening scene is just a dude leaning up against a fence, and you got uh, what song is playing, Greg? Oh, I actually didn't have a note of this one. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> there's a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the Saints or something, Saints or March. I don't. Oh, it's know. Uh, it's Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. I don't, I don't know who's doing the cover, but it's it's a punk rock cover of Amazing Grace. Yeah, and it's actually kind of catchy, real toe tamper. Yeah. So you get uh, a guy leaning up against a fence, cat calling a, a girl walking by who's cute uh, is labeled as our mystery girl. Yeah, uh, covering her face with sunglasses. Most of her face is hidden by her hair, and she's looking good. She's in a tube top skirt. Skirt. Yeah. Skirp. <laughs> Tube top and a skirt. What does she do? She rips off his fucking leg. And beats she him beats to, him to death with it. Beats him to death. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Right after that. I was actually, I was honestly, I was like, okay, this may be something. This may be, this may be, this may be all right. This may be all right. But she doesn't stop there. No. no. She, she gets up to a woman tanning on, uh, which looks like a rooftop, walks up to her and goes, oh, you got a little precious baby in you? We're not anymore, bitch. And this is how you know it's a trauma movie, just right off the bat. Yeah. Because, well, I guess uh, you learn later the term they use is de-fetuses. De-fetuses. But she tears this woman's stomach open, rips out the fetus, and they actually start fighting over it. Yes. They're both grabbing at it, pulling back and forth. Yanking. Tug of war with a fetus in the middle. 
And uh, yeah, this sets the tone for Which, the, the entire film. Honestly, reminded me of. And I don't mean to break it down. But it reminded me of that, like the actual like thing that happened in real life, where that lady um, was like, "Hey, let's meet out somewhere in the middle of nowhere." And, and she ripped the, she like she like stabbed the lady almost, Dude, stabbed her up, and like took I her baby. forgot about that story. That was like ten years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Woo! Well, yeah, that's is, fun. This is incredibly. Depressing. This <laughs> this is a pre. No, no, it's fun. We're having fun. We're having a good time. I don't know if it's fun. <laughs> I'm laughing. There, there's a there's a big difference between real life defeatusing and uh, so this trauma part, yeah, This is probably <laughs> really sad, actually. Okay, remember when we said this is troll march? There's a, there's <laughs> trauma and there's trauma. <laughs> there's trauma. And that's what I'm experiencing there's right now. There's march and then there's troll much. Oh, true, that is true much. That is just true much right there. And then there's True Lies, which is a 1990s classic starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And her fine eyes doing the striptease. Let's not forget about Tom Arnold. And I feel great all mm. over again. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the first time that a woman is actually defeatistis in a motion picture. Is I it? believe that. Yeah. 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 So Makes there sense. you go. History. Trauma. Congratulations, Lloyd. Give yourself a hand. Good taste out the fucking window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the the newsreel. Like, woman defeat us on rooftop, whatever. And then uh, uh, next scene, yeah. it's... We get the uh, obligatory cop scene where they're... they're yeah. They're talking about the... Honestly, this made me cringe. I was like, this is stupid, but... Serial killer. Yeah, that was... Yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, you you like also enjoy like bad shit too. I do. Yeah. This would be funny. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> this would be funny if it was in Naked Gun. Yo, you know, we're like airplane. All right, all right. Yeah, but it was just sort of like I've seen it, I've well, seen it before. If, if this, Real if, serial if, if killer here. This was I'm going to suck. It would be hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. I it's on my list. I will get to it. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. Anyone? Shirley, you're not serious. Yeah. All right, Maybe. then we got uh, then we finally get to the actual movie itself that's being filmed. Yes, uh, we walk into a a platinum blonde walking up to a dead body and yep. reading a suicide note. And Amazing Grace punk rock version is playing again. This seems <laughs> this seems to be recurring, almost like the theme song of the plays a thing. couple times. And we actually yeah. uh, later on we hear one of the characters singing it, humming it. For whatever reason, they chose Amazing Grace as like the. Uh, it's like you, you know when you when you see like a the trailer for a horror movie and there's like a little girl like singing like a classic song. Yeah, but like it's you're, creepy. You're playing. Uh, are you still playing Resident Evil Seven? Did you beat that? Yet? I I haven't beaten it yet, but I've, I've. For some reason, they chose Go Tell Aunt Rhody for that one, which I always thought was just really not great. But it's like you imagine like one where it's like you 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 turn a light off and then you hear like. Loving in an elevator. <laughs> Living it up when I'm going. And it gets quiet, and you turn the light on, and she's right in your face, and you hear, down. Oh, God. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. What <laughs> 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 a rock and roll now. What was that? I'm playing Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you turn the light on, Jennifer Party Tilly's right in your face. <laughs> Every day, and then eats you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, she can eat me. Uh, so the uh, Debbie, uh, sorry, this is Christine, uh, Debbie Rashawn's character reading the suicide note, uh, and then the actor who uh, beautiful is beautiful head explosion, by the way. Oh my god! Yeah. Just to give credit yeah. where credit is due. Yeah, yeah, totally. This man's great effects pops like a fucking melon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks good. Like those zits on Doctor Pimple Popper. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I love that shit. Ugh. But oh. then we uh, we break the fourth wall. The uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I believe Lloyd uh, yells "cut." Yeah, or pissed me off. I was like, "What the fuck?" Everyone stands up. The uh, the man who committed suicide supposedly, of course, starts vomiting brains all over Christine's tits. She he sneezes because this is trauma. It's horseshit. I was like, "What the yeah. fuck, man?" I thought he actually like blew his brains out. And we realize, oh my god, it's a movie set. Ah, um, yes. We see. I was fucking pissed off. We see a brief Kabuki Man cameo. Yep, he, he pops yeah. in. He's in. He's in the crowd. NYPD. Um, a man gets his balls crushed. <laughs> uh, it's just a just sort of a montage of all these trauma things happening. Yep. You know, and it, it gets chaotic for a little bit. The first, the first maybe half hour of this movie is very chaotic. Yeah, yeah, all over the fucking place. Blind yeah. director coming through. Yeah, there's just a lot of shit happening. All the, the characters like, wait, are all introduced really blind quick. right now. What the fuck? So uh, Christine shows she's a prima donna, bitching about how she's got a bunch of shit on her. Jennifer is on set getting harassed by somebody. Yeah. This is going to be a theme throughout the film. Yeah. Women being harassed, which is why I say uh, when Lloyd wrote this, it's kind of a little too real for me at some points. A little bit. Where he's just like, yeah, you remember how funny it was the time that I sexually harassed that woman? Um, I'm going to write it into this scene. Yeah, I I, I don't want to. He does it repeatedly. Uh, I do know a local uh, a local actress that actually did have a little private time with Lloyd Kaufman here when he was filming uh, Slime City Massacre. Do I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna leave names out of it, but I do know that he made it all of the way. And also, Lloyd was like 60 at this point. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean, uh, the girl also was kind of a barnacle. Um, a barnacle? Yeah, I'll call her a barnacle. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Real I'm, I'm going to ask you about this off the air, so you know. Yeah, I know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have, uh, you know, you were saying uh, Jennifer getting harassed? Yeah, she's, uh, I mean, it, it's a quick one. She, it, it kind of just introduces her car- her character. And then we see um, Blind Lloyd looking confused. Just, I, I just do love him. Bobbling his, around I, for some reason. I love him in this. I know he you guys con- don't. He looked confused throughout the entire movie. I'm not yeah, he's yeah, just blind. Do, uh, <laughs> I feel like he's just. If he wasn't who he is... Like blind and high on coke the whole movie. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I feel like if he was just a character, if he was just one of these other actors, but he's the director, he's the writer, he's a recurring actor in the whole film, I feel like he's just jerking off. He reminds me of Christopher, all... Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future, I'm not going to lie. Really? How, like, how, like, well, like, how, like, well, how like, animated he was. Marty! Know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I got that out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know, something about his performance is like, Lloyd, can you just, can you stay off camera? Could you imagine if Christopher... <laughs> If Christopher, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if Christopher Lloyd was actually this character? I would love it. Yeah, that would have been, been great. He would have done a great job. I'm yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, Lloyd Kaufman takes a moment to sexually harass his lead actress, as he is <laughs> wont to do. And then we get a, a conversation between Jerry and Gordy. Yeah. Uh, Jerry being the special effects man and Gordy uh, being the, uh, to put it delicately, the man dressed as a woman. With sideburns. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how he identifies. Uh, is that where uh, but, the uh, he's, yeah uh, she? I uh, I don't think it's she. she. I, I I say this is still he. I uh, they they well, them. We'll be fair and we'll say they. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a little banter back and forth about like, oh God, keep that stuff away from me, Jerry. And Jerry, of course, is is where he shows that he's the makeup effects guy on the movie. And this mm-hmm. is actually some brilliant foreshadowing because we find out that. If you spit uh, special effects chemicals into the face of another person, it could be bad. Yes. But they really just, they only, they say that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. But it does come back. So just to give him credit, uh, it does come back. Yes, it does. 
And this is also one of the first instances that we have a moment where this movie would not fly in this day and age. And it's where, and I, I am obviously abbreviating some of this, but it's uh, where G-Spot mentions, uh, who, oh God, what was his name in the movie? Her, his, her name in the movie? Gordy? Gore, okay. Is like uh, talking about losing uh, losing his lunch over Jerry's uh, prop effects. And mm-hmm. then Jerry's saying something like, hey, why do you look at the crack of a man's ass and say, mmm, lunchtime? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's, so that's, there's a lot of gay jokes. There's a lot there's of so that. So many gay jokes. A lot of that late 90s Howard Stern humor in this. I mean, back then, people weren't back so squeamish yeah. about it. Gen X were ruling everything. Yeah. yeah. A lot of yeah. Gen X humor. So Jerry starts, uh, he starts a little bit of shit with Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, so it establishes that these guys are going to be kind of rivals uh, yes. throughout. Yeah, they got trouble with they're, each other. They're <laughs> both competing for the uh, affections, the heart and mind of Jennifer. Jennifer. Um, that Casey bet. pretty easily fucks Jerry up. Here. Yeah, yokes him he, up. He yokes him the fuck up. Yeah, against the porta potty. Crushes him up against the porta potty. That's the oh shit, nigga, strong as hell. <laughs> uh, but Jerry comes back, and we learn, uh, you know, maybe this this guy's kind of funny. He's kind of yeah. Cool. He fakes him out with a with a prop knife. Yeah, yeah knife right through the hand. It and was fake. One more time, to the credit of this film, this is a little bit of foreshadowing. Yes, yes. they established the fake knife. <laughs> yes, this, this comes back a couple of times. So, and also uh, Jerry messing Casey up in the scene, like, yeah, is also kind of a yeah. So I mean, yes, yeah. it is. This is this is trash cinema. Like this is you know it is trauma. It is what it is. But uh, the writing is not completely devoid of you know the kind of continuity you would get in larger budget features. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I respect that absolutely. Uh, and I think this is where Jerry kind of runs over to Jennifer and kind of starts, like, like casually flirting with her. Yeah. yeah. Well, this then, is around the time when I think we all sort of realize that literally every single person in this movie is an obnoxious asshole. Yeah. Like, every single character. Every you single person. You have to be. They're all so obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, except for Jennifer. Yeah. Even, yeah, even. Even kind of at the end, she, yeah. she sort of. Takes a turn. Yeah, she does. You become a creature of your surroundings. Product of your environment. Yeah, product of your environment. There you go. I I said that way wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, The trauma stares back. Casey Casey, uh, uh, does the whole like, hey, Jennifer, you want to come here and hold my boom mic? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, it's funny because that's his dick. In keeping with the theme of this whole film, (laughs) yes, Casey uh, just visually sexually harasses Jennifer with a, with a prop. <laughs> visually, I'm like out and about about it too. Yeah, but it worked. I mean, she did walk over there and hold it. So yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she uh, she was seduced. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Now and this is my uh, favorite scene of the movie. And I knew this as I was watching this. I was like, Micah, <laughs> yeah. Micah fucking loves this. I felt I felt the force connecting to you from did this. Uh, actually, because there was a uh, there's a bunch of parts of the movie that like 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 I was like you know I'm 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 already done. And then there's parts some some scenes like okay it's brought me back this one brought you back it's brought me back yeah well we cut to uh, some graphic fucking in a bathroom yep yeah Christine Debbie Rashawn's character is getting railed over a sink by her- the guy who plays Toxie and I did not I didn't get his name uh, uh, I just called him Toxie through the whole thing 
Yeah, I, actually, he isn't the only one who played Toxie. Right. Uh, this was the first character. Uh, then there was somebody else that was playing Toxie later on that Toxie also one. ends up fucking her. Yeah, Toxie, uh, Toxie to, yeah we'll say that. It's uh, kind of a kind of a little joke on that how there isn't much continuity in these in these low budget films. Exactly. Um, but she's getting railed. Meanwhile, uh, the blind director Lloyd Kaufman comes walking. Everyone's in. Everyone's favorite character Lloyd walks in. Walks in the bathroom, starts peeing. Now, did you notice he had two streams? I did. Yeah, man. Okay, I made note of that. He yeah, had, he had a doubler. I, it happens sometimes. I mean, now what do you feel the reason for this is? Post coitus, think so? Post coitus, uncircumcised in, in, in could his be a case, lot of I things. Mean, not, not just in general. I mean, he, it does dry up, and you do like when it's like dry, you do like shoot two streams out, but like it doesn't last that long though. Well, I think he had it. Maybe he was treating it like a hose and put his thumb over it. You think he was doing a little pinch? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, hey man, whatever. But he's got two solid streams. You think he's doing a move. I don't know if that's true. He's doing a move. I kind of assumed he was blind, so maybe. Uh, Maybe there is an obstruction that he didn't know about. <laughs> and he just had like, no how idea. You, how do you not feel it, though? I don't understand. Uh-huh. And they say that your sense is heightened, so maybe he would have felt it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Uh, so he's he's making casual conversation with the gentleman boning uh, Debbie Rashawn in there, uh, turning and just uh, mid, mid-talk, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Get ready for that next scene and just starts pissing just, all over the two of them. showers them all in just, He just drips, drips, drips. And I feel like this is another one of those genius moments in the writing where it is actually a literal uh visual metaphor um lloyd kaufman pissing all over these two fornicators uh is just a representation of what he's doing to the audience throughout this entire (laughs) (laughs) this film is lloyd kaufman just pissing his his material I, I, I think it was more of I w- when you're when you're working on these independent films, there are going to be actors and uh, people working on the set that are going to be hooking up. And mm. I think this is Lloyd Coffin's way of being like, fuck that. I'm going to piss on you guys. Hey, hey, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that on my set. <laughs> only, do it after. Only do Lloyd hooks up. Yeah. <laughs> only Lloyd may hook up with the women. <laughs> only Lloyd may hook up with the women. I don't do I'm, a good. I don't I'm, do a good. I'm going to act like a cartoon. So like I don't a, seem like, like Bobby Boucher. Such a it's a Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, I think it was somebody else walked in and uh, talked about revisions of the script. Lloyd turns and pisses Pees all over too, him yeah. too. Yeah, it just pisses on everyone. Yeah, a lot of a lot of piss going on. Hate is when I hate. Love is when I love. And if he's not coercing you into fellatio, he's just pissing on you. That's the Lloyd Kaufman way. But Lloyd doesn't want any of the above. He wants to piss on you. <laughs> <laughs> I, is there? I, there's no doubt right now that Debbie's gonna Re- hate. <laughs> piss is gonna piss. Love is gonna love. Uh, there, there's just no doubt right now that Debbie Rashawn is the best part of this movie, and her reaction to after Lloyd leaves, uh, just her over the top acting, screaming about, "I just got pissed on by a blind independent filmmaker." Yeah, I wrote that down. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah. It's a little on the nose for me, but yeah, sure. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, there's tits. There were tits involved. Uh, and that's uh, this is around the time where the Toddster. Well, Todd uh, takes a moment to sexually harass the director of photography. And honestly, this is the part of the movie where it's like, I just want everybody to fucking die immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, this is Gordy again, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, Todd, you know, he's an open-minded gentleman. I can appreciate that. But uh, he he um. He's, he's having a little bit of a conversation with him as Lloyd blindly busts his way into the room with a little kid on his arm. 
<laughs> which it's actually Lloyd's <laughs> daughter. That's what I assume. Yeah. Wait, wait, like legit? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know at this point in the film yet, but I figured it out as we were going. But I was very confused. And I thought, because I never put... You any, thought it was like a pedophile thing? I never put a limit on what Lloyd Kaufman is willing to do yeah. in the name of humor. Yeah. So I assumed this was a joke about I'm blind, so I'm hooking up with a kid. Oh, God. Ooh, you know what? That's, That's funny because the first time I watched this movie... It's when funny it ca- when it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> Let me I make that <laughs> distinction. <laughs> I did watch this movie in Not two... Not funny th- when it's Tom Jones in a young man... In a Piggly Wiggly bathroom <laughs> in 1994. Oh, yeah, I, thought now, it was, I thought it was Wawa. Piggly Wiggly. It's a little more recent. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Wawa is right. where he found himself. We're still okay. developing the lore on this. So one. Wawa was where he like found you recently? Then. No, that's where he found Tom. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It's good. my most recent vacation. Uh, good, good, good. Now, Greg, I, I no, Will, I know There's this is... There's a lot to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's deep. Now, uh, uh, Will, I, I know this is your first time watching Terra Firmer. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you watched Terra Firmer, Greg? I guess. <laughs> what? I mean, do, or, do you? <laughs> kind of. I mean, I was I was sixteen. Uh, it was it was t- two thousand. It was sixteen. I, I watched say, it. With, I was in college. I was a little older. I had it on VHS, and I, I actually watched it with my high school sweetheart, and she was a, appalled by the movie. And I actually now Sounds that you just too, actually okay, now so that what? you just brought this up, I do remember thinking that 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 was my first instinct, where it was like, okay, he's having sex with this underage girl. Yeah. He's blind. He doesn't know better. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I like, I was like immediately like, wait, okay, that's a daughter. Okay. It was, right. that went through my head. The other thing that went through my head was like, okay, this is kind of like uh, a thing, a Hollywood thing, you know, directors and stuff like that. Like, right. Uh, like he's, he's lampooning like the, yes. the more grossness so of directors. It more so messed me up that she like, that she's like, like, like a mute. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I guess that makes it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that messed me up more, more than anything else. And also, just to be clear, I wasn't like I wasn't offended by it. I wasn't like bothered by it. Yeah, but I was sort of surprised because Roman Polanski is your favorite director, right? Ooh. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby's great. Fucking Chinatown, The Ninth Gate. Yeah, he's done. Ah. Some, oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> he's done some good things. He's done some bad things. <laughs> yes, he has. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, my wife Sharon Tate got killed by the Manson family. Better have sex with this 13-year-old. Such oh, is God. the dichotomy of Roman Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking weird. Isn't it? Holy shit. This is why I like trauma. The man, man had to leave the country to continue making friends. <laughs> I apologize for going off track there. <laughs> it happens. Forget it, Micah. Thanks, Greg. It's I Roman did. Polanski. Roman Polanski under the bridge. That's what I always say. Anyone? Anyone? Chinatown. All right. So we get to the point where um, the the tots there is with um, the, well they're at they're at, they're at this like this this frat party, right? Well, that's where uh, right before that though, I love that Lloyd does a thing about like the sound guy. Uh, this is, sound guy's gone, whatever, and he's like, "What? Shoot the scene anyway. We don't need sound." And it's like, "Yeah, we do. This is like uh, a lot of dialogue, whatever." It's like, "All right, fine. I got it. We'll just fade to the frat party. We'll have a band playing, and, it'll, and then it just goes right into a frat and, party." And it just happens. Uh, okay. and it, yeah. This is the kind of stuff that I like about this movie. Is that just all all the fourth wall breaking meta stuff? Yeah, it's awesome. Like it's the, it's the movie within a movie thing. I do appreciate that Lloyd is very tongue in cheek about his process and like. The fact that everything he does is low budget, you yeah. know, on a shoestring. Like, like, he don't give a fuck. I, I like that about him. Yeah. I just wish he wasn't acting. <laughs> 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 that's, I mean, really, that's what it is for How me. How awesome is this band playing at this frat scene, to, uh, too? 
There's a party scene. Uh, pretty much, uh, I think like every trauma movie, there's always a party scene, right? Absolutely. So, um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Who was the band? Uh, I, the, I made a statement earlier when I said that I knew what band it was. Uh, the, was it the, not the band from Tatooine? I, I think it was. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what song they were playing? I think oh, it was kind of like a surf rock kind of thing. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a ska goth punk thing. It was it was weird. That's what but, I didn't know. I so didn't catch that. They so uh, Black Lobster. They did it for free. I know that Black Rock Lobster. Ooh, Dark Lobster. Dark Lobster. <laughs> You owe me lobster money. Has anyone done like a goth cover of Rock Lobster? Well, uh, I think Typo Negative did. Mm. I would love to hear that. <laughs> I mean, they did Cinnamon Girl, which kind of came out of fucking rock nowhere. Lobster. But... <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the swordfish. <laughs> Here comes the blowfish. For like like fifteen re, minutes. Re, re. I mean that that song is like seven minutes long as it is. I'm pretty sure our man Peter Steele could drag it out to like a good twenty five minutes. Rock lobster, <laughs> rock, rock lobster. <laughs> so there we have typo negatives playing at this frat party. Uh, everyone's having a real good time. You got uh, Toddster showing up in a toga, and everyone's just like, Yo, Toddster, heard you quit your job. That's fucking cool, bro. Yeah, dude, it's funnel, brah. This is a fact. Quitting jobs is awesome, and I believe that everyone should do it. Yeah, especially in 99 when we used to scribble the anarchy symbol on everything we owned. Right? This is wow. punk rock. Yeah, you had, a pair, you had a pair of airwalks. You put white out on it. You don't work for the man. You don't work for No, you don't. You got a couple Converse All-Stars. Yeah. Draw a swastika on the toe. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait. Oh, hold on. Oh, uh, wait. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't. Ah, oh, man. There were always those weird crust punks that would do that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you oh, would have the thing. You'd have the cool different. ones, and then the ones that would like slap a swastika and shit. Well, it's this like, was oh, you kind of back suck. when you could offend people, but it was like, oh, look at this guy's just being a dick. Yeah, yeah. not that's an actual Nazi. Let's let's attack him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like exactly. it was, things were different. Things were different. Not saying it's cool. You don't draw swastikas. No, 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 a real piece of shit. But Although I will note, uh, this almost this almost slid past me, but I had to rewind it because I was like, oh fuck. Uh, Quick, very brief cameo by one Matt Walsh. Who's that? You're all looking at me like you have no idea who the fuck I'm talking about. Help me out here, buddy. He was Detective Lunatic from the Upright Citizens Brigade. Was he the uh, the guy standing there like, wow, awesome party? Yeah. Yeah, holy shit. I yeah, thought he, I recognized him. Quick cameo is a drunk guy. He actually he pops up in all kinds of comedy movies. Upright Citizens Brigade was ahead of its time. It might be one of my favorite sketch comedy shows of all time. It was really good. It's so good. If anyone uh, out there is listening, you haven't seen Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, there's three seasons of it. It's sketch comedy. Yeah. It is like a weird uh, just acid trip <laughs> of like yeah. scenarios. So this is, like um, a, this is like a white guy thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to think. You ever watch The State, Will? No. They're kind of the same, same vein. I'm trying to think if there yeah, were like, any again. black people in Upright Citizens Brigade and... Uh, off the top of my head, no. Probably in the background. Probably not even. No. It's a very it's white show. It's definitely a white guy. It's definitely a white okay. show. Yeah. But yeah. it's fucking hilarious. It is. The whole premise right. is uh, there's a like an underground um, like Uber organization of people whose entire goal is to cause chaos throughout the world. Okay. So they insert themselves into random uh, scenes uh, in everyday life and just fuck shit up. So they're, yep. like, so they're like Dr. Robotnik? Kind of. Okay. Like, like most evil geniuses. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, they're they're evil evil geniuses, but they have unlimited funding, 
Um, they have omnipresent surveillance of the world. Oh, they're even more like Dr. Like Dr. Horrible. Sure. Like okay. a lot of, like a lot of doctors. Oh, okay. they're like a lot of doctors. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Kind of like that. Okay. Um, anyway, not to get too deep into it, but watch upright citizens brigade. Okay. Thank me later. Everyone. All right, so where's the suck the Todd rod at? Where are we at so here in the party? The Toddster meets our mystery woman. Oh, yeah. And, he and is immediately interested in doing a little of the effing. Yeah. And she grabs him right by the crank. Immediately. Yep. Yeah, my kind of lady. And he says, guess what? I have a room upstairs, and there's a bunch of cocaine up there. I got a bong, and I've got a couch. And really, what more do you need? <laughs> they get in there, and Todd's all like, welcome to the Todd pod. Yes, he makes a lot of a lot of Todd rhymes, which yeah, I, I appreciate. I do appreciate I think that, he'll, too. He said something about manhandling the Todd bod. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but he wants to get stoned off his ass. Yeah. Um, so they go upstairs, and uh, she, yeah, as you said, she grabs him by the dick, leads him up, and he has just this mountain of cocaine on the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do I do like the fact that they like that they did a really good job of like hiding, um, hiding her face. Yeah, they totally did. Yeah, and that's a running joke through the whole thing. She always yeah. has something. She's always wearing the yeah. glasses, but she's yeah, yeah. Like when she's when she's fighting, uh, fat, fatty, fat, 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 fat. Uh, <laughs> she's holding an axe, which blocks yeah the lower yeah. part of her face too. Um, so they go upstairs, and there's there's kind of a weird thing going on where they're talking to each other through a beer bong <laughs> for yeah. for kind of a long time. Yeah. I'm not sure why they did that. It's a cover. I feel like, I feel her like face. a lot of things happen for Just a long to time. Her face, just to cover her face. Yeah. yeah, but he's talking back into the the tube. And she's talking. It's it's almost like one of those things where you have the tin cans on a string. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know the the flirtations. She's saying some the, weird the shit. Flirtations are yeah, happening. she is. And uh, eventually he gets. Is this? He like takes his toga off. She's completely nude. Uh, he pops his dick out. This is where this is where we get it. She does a line of blow and then smashes his face into the table, shoves the funnel up his ass, Just crams it in there. Oh, he's Which screaming, my ass! Yeah. And then to add insult to anal injury, she pours the bong water into his ass. Yeah. That's a, oh, no. That's unexpected. And then the cocaine. Yes. Yep. And then cocaine. And then this part popping huge. Like, he, like, gets up and he sits down on a couch, but he clearly still has the fucking funnel in his ass. Yeah. Yeah. So he sits down yeah. he's like, uh, oh, no. It's My fucking, Hershey Highway yeah. is a one-way street. That Hilarious. was kind of a lame joke. Yeah, I popped huge for it. Like a lot of, did you? Yeah. A lot of these jokes didn't age well because I think... It's been done. I don't even know if this was the first time a lot of these were told. Life is a highway. <laughs> and I want to ride it Hershey Highway is something we'd say in I high school. I ride it one way only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, a lot of this was just like high school shit. But anyway, yeah. she, yeah, she smashes the bong. It's glass. He spent the money. Good on him. He's still sitting down on the funnel. And she stabs the shit out of him. Yeah. Now, like, before this, though, like, she, like, gets in front of him and like, reaches down to, like, the front of her skirt and starts, like, flicking the bean in front of him. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is great, whatever. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah, this actually goes on for an uncomfortably long time. Long now, time. we've all, now, I, 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 I'm sure I can speak for the three of us. We've all had that really weird hookup where it's just, like, the girl is doing something. We don't know her. And she's doing something fucking weird, and you're sitting there like you're like trying to entertain it, and you're like, "Can we just please fuck?" 
uh, <laughs> so I could get out of yeah, here. Yeah, like, like move past it. Yeah, and it's always just like something weird going on. Um, Sometimes you just kind of want to see where it's going. <laughs> yeah. You know? like, like, this this no. is weird, but this is weird, but I kind of want to keep going. Start, is it, is it going to get weirder? Yeah. You get like uncomfortable. Like there, there's always like something weird happening. Like, it's like I, wait, it's like, wait, do I like butt stuff? What, what's happening? Yeah. Like I really one time this like girl like kept Only like one way to find out. Well, <laughs> This girl like kept fucking purring at me, Whoa. and like would like I would like go to like grab her, and she'd slam my hands back and be like, <sighs> and like run like she would like she would, like held me down, but like would like run her like like hand like her face up and down my stomach up to like my face so going. You're, you're saying weird, but I'm saying that's it kinda, was weird because she hot. I'm she saying did it, Batman. Man. She did it for so fucking long, and like nothing was happening. And I'm like, all right, you're just. This has been ten minutes. A, you a keep lot of purring. people have compared me to Batman by the end, okay. over the years. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and she did a bunch in, of other weird, goofy in both shit too. Physique and intellect. You basically are Batman. And my my intellect riches that I've accrued. Yes, that's your superpower. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we've definitely all had like that weird. <laughs> <laughs> we broke Will. Uh. We've all had that like Twice. weird hookup. Uh, so, and then of course things took a fucking turn here. Oh yeah. Well, this was the This Is Your Brain on Drugs parody, which anyone who was around uh, back in the 90s when this was made, mm-hmm. you remember what this is all about. I love this gag, too, of stabbing him in the head with a broken bong, pulling his brain out, dropping in a frying Throws pan with frying cocaine. Pan. This is your brain on drugs. This is your future. This is your job. Yeah. This is your family. <laughs> Just smashing eggs and pans. Fucking and robot. Any questions? Yep. Any questions? I mean, she does leave you with some questions. I, I mean, a few. Bunch of questions. Fuck. Yeah. That, um, was a, that was a popular one back then. You used to see that pretty much between uh, in the commercials between all your favorite shows. Oh, man. And uh, before before this kill happens, I totally forgot that we left out uh, one of the callbacks to Troma, uh, Thor, the god of love. Of which was the penis from Tromeo and Juliet. Yes. Yeah. That was, about, he was a fountain or something. Yeah, right? he was used as a, a like a beer fountain. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then eventually, like... Yeah, uh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah I actually we'll, enjoyed we'll, that. We'll call back for the kids. Yeah, she ends up... Yeah, the kids love that shit. She ends up leaving, and then uh, another couple, they go up into the room to, to hook up. And, of course, why wouldn't we have another puke vomit shit scene? Honestly, this scene, like, again, it's like, I was like... Okay, this is taking a little longer than I wanted to take. She did okay. kind of. She she sort of turned uh, Todd into like the fish boy. Yes, yeah, yeah um, from House of a Thousand Corpses, and then just kind of zoomed him right downstairs where everyone could see him, uh, which naturally caused everyone to vomit. Um, yeah, I thought we were going to talk about obligatory. Like, we're talk about like, like like them screaming for the, like like the two minutes straight. Yeah, and they're all running in circles. Yeah. Like it's just it's yeah, like, a, it's like Benny was, Hill. That was funny. Benny Hill. You with like Robert. that? Yeah. Yeah. That really. I love that. That's like the scene that brought you back. That's the scene that I'm like. This movie doesn't have to be this long. Yeah. 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 There's there's a lot of yeah. stuff they could have cut. Um. Uh, and but, just like another thing where it's just like, do we need more shit in this movie? <laughs> well, anyway, we can we can jump ahead to uh, to Jerry. Once again, being the card that he is, he's faking out all his friends with a little eyeball game. Yeah. Um, he's sure to sneak in just a little bit of sexual harassment with it. Of course. By throwing it in between uh, one of the extras' cleavage. Yeah. Um, but what he's really going for is trying to impress Jennifer, I think. With mm-hmm. his sweet puns. And she instead leaves with Casey. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was really corny of me. Oh. Yeah. Weak. 
<laughs> oh, fuck off. I we, liked it. We game, man. I thought no that good. was a fun pun. No. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, oh, so she's not explaining oh, of it. No. <laughs> 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 That's where we have uh, 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 kind of a sentimental scene, the most sentimental scene in the movie, where Larry is... Where Lloyd Kaufman is sexually harassing a child? His daughter. His daughter. <laughs> he's sit. He's sitting on uh, on like a little ledge, uh, trying to get his daughter daughter to talk. I mean, does you, you guys are saying his daughter like that makes it better? <laughs> he's not sexually harassing her. <laughs> Did I hear that right? <laughs> <laughs> and they explained that Larry was on Jerry Springer. Uh, he wasn't sexually harassing her. What the fuck? I mean, you got to read between the lines. <laughs> wow. Do we watch the same movie? Mm-hmm. He was trying to get her to talk. I, I I watched the director's cut. It was a real yeah, yeah same, uh, which was way too fucking long for my taste like too. Two hours, yeah, because it seems like this where Lloyd Kaufman is interacting with children for an uncomfortable amount of it's time. His daughter, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you have uh, the backstory behind it, where Larry's wife was actually trampled to death on the set of Jerry Springer. Yeah, uh, and the sight of that uh, that gag was great. I loved the little flashback to that of her getting trampled. Is that real? <laughs> What? Did that really happen? <laughs> in real life? Yeah. That was clearly a body. <laughs> no, I mean, did Lloyd Kaufman's wife actually get trampled to death in the set of a Jerry Springer episode? <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear about this? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a real thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, because that's, that's what I got that's, out of it. That's why he well, put no, it in really, this movie, yeah. Terra Firmer. It was like, this whole movie was a protest against Jerry Springer. Well, that's what I'm saying, because everything was yeah. so meta yeah. that maybe he was like... That his wife actually was trampled because of Jerry Springer. Right, and I want to death. the world to know yeah. that that's fucked up. Allegedly. And I would like it to not happen again to someone else's wife. Look at me. Look at me being Greg over here. <laughs> hey. Right? It rubs off. Yeah. So uh, Sometimes I rub off on Micah. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this is where everything just goes haywire. My, what, this is my second favorite scene in the movie where Jerry is rigging up a brain explosion, talking about how it's going to be the best explosion ever. Doing his job. And then you have... Uh, uh, Oh, I fucking forgot his name. The guy with the curly long hair and the small penis. Uh, Steve. Uh, no, Yelkovich. Yelka, oh, fuck, I forgot his name. John Malkovich. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, I wonder what this Anti-Yoga? button does. Flicks it, the head explodes, and that ensues chaos on set. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the best way to describe this scene would just be... I don't know how to describe this scene. Well, it's yeah. just madness. Yeah, there's the Kabuki the, Man goes flying the across. The bloody prop head explodes. Someone's breathing fire. As you said, Kabuki Man just kind of flies by. Like, Tits suspended. start running everywhere. Absolute yeah. chaos. Um, Abe Lincoln and Toxie show up. Uh, there's tits. Lloyd takes a minute to mug for the camera, as he does. He's going through everything. The set is just chaos. And to be honest, it goes on for so long that it becomes annoying. <laughs> I like this scene. I know you do. Yeah, there's <laughs> fat tits in it. That's great. Uh, but eventually, about- Lloyd screams quiet. Yep. Because we all know that on the set of a film, the way to stop the action is to use the word quiet. So real quick, like, who, like, like who's the brunette with the huge titties? Oh, jeez. I don't fucking know, dude. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's somebody that got the part for showing okay. her tits in an audition film. Uh, she yeah. looks great. I think it was uh, Tia Carrera. Oh, yes. Uh, fuck if it was, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing now? She could pop up in trauma flicks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, she's fucking batshit crazy uh but yeah lloyd starts screaming that well, i've been really make- really good at acting though oh <laughs> such a good actor actress uh he starts screaming that he's Why been making 
He's been making 10 cent movies for th- uh, Tia Carrera. Party time. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. Excellent. I was thinking uh, tequila. Tia tequila. <laughs> oh, God. That bit. That crazy bit. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we, yeah, that's right. That's where Lloyd just like jumps out and he goes, quiet, quiet, everybody. I've been making 10 cent films for the past 30 years. Cut. I think I know a thing or two about something. And some, and some things and some stuff. He goes on a tirade, but the great thing about this scene is that there's just boobs behind him the whole time. Oh, the whole time. Giant boobs of that. Uh, and that's so I where think, I think this is, this is one of the things I give him credit for, where it's like, uh, you know you're getting on your, your high horse. You're on a pedestal here. Um, you're, you're preaching to the masses about yeah. who you are and what you do. But just uh, for those of us with short attention spans, there's, there's some tits behind you. Exactly. Just to to carry it through. And I love this part right here where he explains, if someone dies here on this set, I will blow my brains out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do I have to wipe your asses? Is that what I got to do? I'll walk around. I'll wipe your asses. I'll do it. Because I will. I'll do do it. He actually, he elaborates on it to the point where it's almost like he wants to. There's a long fucking tangent he went on. This is definitely something that he's had to deal with on set before. Yeah. Yes. And he explained in in the, the making of this movie is that this whole movie is... The making of a trauma movie. Mm. Well, obviously. It's clear as day. Yeah. I don't think they hid that at all. No, they did not. <laughs> kind of, that's, that's literally the premise of this film. So let's go make some art, which leads us to the toxic sex scene. Well, just before that. Uh, oh, well, fuck me. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well Lloyd, Lloyd loves this take, but I want to say... Uh, just for the fans out there, this is where the Vandals song "Idea for a Movie" plays. Oh, which is has a great guitar riff, classic song, if you're into the Vandals. But it also plays during the credits, so this is so sort of a like a theme song for the movie. Yeah, I've got an idea for a movie. <laughs> I, I can see neither one of you know what I'm talking. Now, about. No. no, I I don't. I I'm sorry. I wasn't into them. Well. That's unfortunate. Sorry I was a that. juggalo at this time. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, it's a good song. It's a good theme song. We'll hear it again. Would you come to the ring to it? Would I come to the like wrestling? Yeah, sure. I, I have a hard time wrestling. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time wrestling my thoughts around this next scene of the Toxic Avenger getting it on with this. Uh, That's ooh, fucking, that was a smooth transition. This uh, this lovely lady. Yeah. I know this is your favorite. <laughs> like you're you're tiptoeing around it like a fucking asshole, but I know this is your favorite scene. No, this, this is movie. great. I totally told jerked me, off to this scene. You've told me at least ten times in the time that I've known you how much you love this scene. The girl's fucking great, dude. Like basically, every time Terra Firmer comes up in a conversation, you say this is my favorite thing ever. And this is something I'm I not talk even exaggerating. about. I, and you're not. And this is something is that why, I do talk about a lot. That's why I think it's so funny that you were like you were you were just tiptoeing into it like. You guys want to talk about uh, Yeah, no. So I, I had this on VHS, and I totally would – I this is one of the movies I jerked off to as yes. a teen. You love yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, come that's on. Not, that's what? not wrong. You're fine. What? You, you, you. you wouldn't? You wouldn't? You didn't? You didn't last night when you were watching this? Huh? No. No, I didn't. My wife was asleep on the couch. I was watching this in the bedroom. Okay. That's perfect. Uh-huh. All right. Missed perfect. He spit his gum out and slap it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's what Toxie did to this girl here. Uh, oh, he spit. 
He sure did. I don't uh, know if he spit out of his mouth, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we get this ob- obnoxious, over-the-top scene, and I love the the cut, and Jennifer comes up to cover up the actress with just little tiny tissues over her tits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, classic. And then we have Jerry and Gordy talking uh, with Casey about the whole concept of uh, offensive movies being good, the whole thing, the, you know, underground cinema, the independents, like, they're the, they're the real heroes of the the horror community. This is a real Roger Corman type thing, I, I feel, like where they're saying like B-movies aren't B-movies because that'll say like an A-movie is better than a B-movie. Yeah, it gets a little uh, preachy. It, it does get preachy, but it's, it's fucking true, man. It is. But it does get preachy at times. There's a way to say it without sounding like a dick. Yeah, well, it's, you know? that was where Casey is bitching about, like, all the revisions in the script. Casey's and above they're... it. He's, he's telling everybody, I am, I am above this shit. Oh, Honestly, his... the whole time I wanted to punch Casey in his fucking face. I like Spielberg. Yeah. And yeah. I was, you're right, Will. He sucks when he's talking about his, his affinity for, like, big-budget movies. But there is one point where I'll give him credit where I it, – it's coming up. But uh, he does have one line where it's like – that's fucking awesome. In this scene too, they even mentioned the War of Troma with uh, with the AIDS talk here. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, and then the next thing we have, uh, Greg's favorite character. We got fatty, fat, fat, fatty, fat, fat. Uh, suggestively eating peanut butter. Yes, it's great. Yeah, he's fat <laughs> as hell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This uh, he's a recurring character in all the trauma movies. We already kind of talked about him, so we don't have to get too much into him. But he's Mr. He rest, in, he rest in peace. Yes, rest in yes. rest in fat in his, um, his double sized coffin. <laughs> Christ. Do you remember that casket match with Yokozuna and Undertaker? How big that fucking casket? Was? I imagine it was that. Okay, that was not yeah. a, a conventionally sized coffin. Do you know the soap you could get from him? Holy shit! <laughs> wow, so much soap. Uh, <laughs> if you were so inclined, <laughs> all right, okay, get it, get it together. Sorry, I just for some reason in my head, I I went back to uh, the movie Basketball when they were sucking up the liposuction from Marlon Brando. Oh shit! Oh, fuck! I I just pictured sucking up his fat through a straw when he was in the. Yokozuna coffin. Oh. Yeah, all that just kind of went through my head real quick. I, sorry, I watch a lot of Trombo, kind of fucked up. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, but I love that uh, <laughs> they introduce him and they have two girls fawning over him, and he's like, I'll make you famous. I got a script. I got plenty of money. Yeah, see, that's the kind of seedy shit that's like, it's. It's a joke, but it's not a joke. No, it's totally not a joke. You know what I mean? No, like, it's disgusting. Like, come on, you fat. Uh, when he was in Citizen Toxie, he couldn't even do his scene standing up. He had to sit. Wow. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking about his fatness. I'm talking about the the, the women. Oh, okay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. You're like, no, it's not a joke. He really is a fat man. <laughs> Greg, that's not a fat suit. Good, good job, Micah. <laughs> No, I'm talking about him promising roles to women in exchange for for hand jobs. Oh, he was promising roles to those women, all right. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a there's a lost fucking oh, biscuits now. There's a lost teenage <laughs> runaway somewhere stuck in his body for 35 years, <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't find her until he died. <laughs> we thought you moved away. I've been living on crumbs. She went out to the West Coast uh, <laughs> to work in the pictures. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Uh, and then uh, eventually we get Casey taking Jennifer out before Jerry had a chance to uh, to make his move on her, yeah. which leads to a Seinfeld esque scene, which. I wouldn't even say ask. This is an over. Literally, yeah. No. I actually kind of hated this. It's yeah. It was this dumb. is my least favorite part of the movie. They used the bass riff that was only slightly boom, up. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. Yeah, I and uh, I, I do like when Casey's just like, "Oh, and no pickle, please," because I brought my own. He did, and this becomes a theme for the rest of the film, where he's just the the pickle man. This is kind of where the movie takes a turn for me. I like the first half more than the second half, before it gets like dark and. Kind of grotesque. Uh, See, people say that, but I didn't really get that out of it. Really? Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, now, there is a part uh, here in the restaurant where somebody bumps into a guy, and you just hear, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. You know, was, yeah. You know that was? That was a young Sam Jackson. Uh, close. That was James Gunn. Oh, was it? Mm, a, young, a young James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn Jackson. Hmm. Uh, and uh, this is where we get into a little bit of a flashback sequence here where Casey starts talking about his father and how he taught him the, the ancient arts of pickling. And yeah. this did not age well. No, this was actually really no, gross. No, it did not age well. Uh, we have... Oh, Greg, you want to take this scene, buddy? You're going to pass this off onto me? <laughs> yeah, because I just, I don't know, I just, it, it bums me out because I used to love Ron Jeremy. I mean, who didn't? Exactly. I didn't. We all... You didn't like Ron Jeremy? No. Really? Have you seen him? That's no reason to hate I mean, a man because I've, I've seen every inch of him, if that's the gross. question. <laughs> he is, but, I mean, Ron Jeremy was fun. Like, it was it was, it was, was a fun thing to, to, like, have him pop up and stuff. Like, hey, he's there like, he is. He's like Super Mario. That's what he looked like to me. Okay, but he, uh, do you sure. say Super Mario? Like a, I like could... a gross, pedophilic Super Mario. He's a, a greasy, hairy, oddly shaped man who, you know... Fucks like a fucking, fucking hedgehog. That's, He's, what he that's what he was. He was the hedgehog. So he'd pop up Not in, in a positive low way, budget though. movie roles, and you'd be like, "Oh, is that is that guy? He sucks at acting, but he's funny and he knows it." So yeah, it turns out this didn't age well because Ron Jeremy is everyone's favorite rapist. He's a, I don't he's know if the favorite rapist. No, no, no. Well, I, you're right. Everyone's favorite rapist is uh, the uh, the old president there. Uh, but that's uh, uh, sorry, wait, sorry, one. Greg. Sorry, I, Greg. All I, of them. Every one of them. Can I ask a, a educated question here? No. You know, do you have a favorite rapist? Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, it's Tom Jones, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's not unusual. Uh, all right. It's getting too real. It's getting way too real. It's getting too deep. I gotta Derek, look. Derek, for real. Fucking for real. Uh, Hold on. I'm, I'm going out the door again. <laughs> <laughs> boy, that that door sure did slam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm coming back as a new man who's never been raped by Tom Jones. <laughs> Hi, guys. You want to talk about uh, my favorite trauma picture, uh, Dara Firmer? <laughs> uh, and let's let's start it uh, about halfway through. Okay. So, All right, so this fat motherfucker. So there's a big fat guy, and I love big fat guys. Yeah. No, wait. We're talking about uh, a little fat guy. Oh, yeah. Ron okay. Jeremy. That's true. He's a little fat motherfucker, too. He is the father of Corey, I think. Casey. 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 He's the father of Casey, and we get a flashback where he's dressing him up like a little girl. Yeah, This isn't that part yet. Nope. No, not yet. No, yeah. no, no, that's the other one. This one is like a good flashback, singing a song to him. Uh, they're getting along great, and he's putting his father over like the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, this is great, whatever. But Casey is still – Casey was uh, talking a lot of shit on Jerry. Jennifer wasn't really uh, liking that very much, uh, talking about like, uh, I'm going to just – 
do a so she's she's talking about doing this uh going home and just watching Jerry's movie uh and then he, uh what's his nuts is talking about no let's go watch this movie whatever and then decides you know what yeah I'm going to go back to, to let's go back to my place let's watch Jerry's movie together they go they go back to Casey's house and he uses the pickup line I want you to come oh, oh wow. yeah wow As yeah in, like come watch movies yes Yes, that's uh that always works. That was the, have the you ever first said that to someone? The first Netflix and chill. Of course I'm, I have. Really? Yeah. I want never, you to come. I've never like over said here. I've never said that out loud with the intention of someone actually joining me to watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't work. No. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on I feel uh, like that would make you a little bit of a Ron Jeremy of a person. <laughs> to say that uh so they finish the movie and uh, casey has the whole like if you don't have the money don't make the movie but of course we know that is not how trauma does things but this might be my favorite line of the whole whole movie here this is where casey is insisting on his his fandom of large budget films like steven spielberg and he says there's only one movie about a shark <laughs> and that's jaws <laughs> I do love that, and I, and I feel like that's just such a just such a confident, like definitive statement. This <laughs> is perfect. So there's a, a little bit of back and forth here, and then eventually we get to see Jennifer naked, which is pretty awesome because she looks great. Yeah, it's okay. Will? Yeah, feels good. All right. Well, I dug her. I don't hear a uh, lot of enthusiasm. What's that? I, I said I don't hear a lot of enthusiasm. No. Uh, I mean, and eventually he ends up eating a pickle out of her. Wait! Oh, he ate the pickle. Yeah. Well, I, thought, first, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he just put it inside. I thought, of her. I thought he put it in. Oh, I, I, I figured it was the whole like he was going down on her, put a pickle in his mouth, put it in her, and then eventually ate the pickle out of her while eating her out. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. a move. I mean, if you start with a cucumber, it'll eventually turn into a pickle. But I mean, whatever. That's a whole routine. Uh, mm-hmm. It is. Uh, so she ends up leaving. They don't bone, and she uh, mentions compliments him on being such a gentleman. Yeah. For just using your uh, your pickle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, he did offer her a pickled egg. He gave her the choice. Mm. Yeah. So the the egg or the actual pickle. What came first, the egg or the pickle? Depends where you put it. Exactly. And in Jennifer's case, it was in her cha-cha. And I just in my notes, I hate to say it because I know you're a huge fan of this movie, but I don't remember writing this. It just says Jesus Christ. It's only 36 minutes into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You drank two bottles of wine last night watching this? At this point, I think I was I was probably finishing up one. Woo! But I did, uh, to let you in on a little industry secret, yes. Yeah, it was like a few minutes before this, I was like, yeah, this movie is honestly really bad. I drank quite but I a bit. But my co-host really enjoys bad movies. Love them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we all like bad movies, but I think bad is... Uh, that's a that's a pretty sliding scale. Mm-hmm. We have an awesome death scene coming up here. I awesome. I mean, it was okay, but it was one of the better, more memorable ones of the movie. Are you skipping over uh, when Jennifer goes home? Oh Jesus Christ! I actually kept that whole thing out because I was so disgusted by her mother. Nope. I'm I'm forcing you back into it. All right, you take it away, babe. If you love this movie, you gotta love fucking snot. Oh, that's right. Because Jennifer, yes. uh, she makes her her journey home. No, this after happen- being pickled. This happens after. This happens after the escalator scene. All right. Sorry. Does it? It does. I don't know. Does it? No, it does. 
because I I, I, I I distinctly type down type type like my nose this fat motherfucker here, and then it says, "Oh shit, she punched that nigga," so she punches him in the face on the um, while he's on the escalator. He like then you can clearly tell it's like a stunt man like falling down the escalator, and then that's when like the whole escalator scene happens. Well, I'm completely lost. I have no fucking. And then after somewhere in this movie, after that's scene is, is when she's at, at home alone with pickle. Okay, yeah. Somewhere in this movie, there's a part where the fat fucking tubby lubby pounds of shit gets sucked into an escalator, which is fun because it's a callback because he was the one paying for an escalator death scene in the movie Terra Firmer, which was being filmed in the movie within the movie thing. So he gets killed by the mystery girl. Somehow Lemmy shows up. As a news reporter, which is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. This all this all happens in sequence, um, but I'm pretty sure Jennifer went home and wiped the snot off of her mother. No, she. I kept that whole fucking thing out because I was just so disgusted by that I wasn't going to bring that. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> it was really gross. Right, who, that, that didn't Somewhere in between there, there is a snot covered mother. Sure. Yeah, farting, walking around in a walker like this is Larry the Cable Guy humor right here. But this is this is what uh, what Troma specializes in. It was a good. To be fair. To be fair, though. quality special effect. It looked real. It looked gross. It did what it had to do. Not sure I wanted to see it, but it was there. Yeah. So, are we? Uh, we're breezing past the whole idea that uh, fatty fat 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 fatty fat uh, got stuck in an escalator. You're just gonna walk past that? I just talked I about. Like we it. just talked about that just now. Not in too much detail. Well, go for it, babe. All right. He's he's climbing up the stairs behind our mystery woman, ranting about chocolate. Yes. Just I love all kinds of chocolate. Like, white, white, like white fish and chocolate. I like the white chocolate. I like chocolate with fish. I like chocolate with salad. <laughs> I like chocolate with spaghetti. Yeah, put chocolate on everything. You never would have guessed by my physique, but I'm a chocolate loving man. Buddy, so like that fucking kid from Willy Wonka with his chocolate eating ass. That Augustus Gloop. Yeah, this is actually him. Oh shit! No yeah, way. same okay. actor. All right. 30, Crazy. 30, 40 years later, when when did uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory come out? 1942. All right. So know. this. That, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that, that portly young man grew up to be a, a portly old man. Okay. Given uh, Lloyd Coffin a bunch of money to hook up with ladies. You know what? I'm wow. glad. <laughs> yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> I'm glad that Lloyd was here to give closure to the Augustus Gloop story. Yes. I mean, at this point, he needs it. Yeah. So Augustus, where he got stuck in a tube he, full of chocolate. He escaped the chocolate tube only to get sucked into an escalator <laughs> <laughs> and got the fuck axed out of him by uh, our mystery woman. Full yes. circle. Yes. And I, like we mentioned earlier, covering her identity with the axe again. Yes. Yep. Which is hilarious. I will give I will give the movie that. I also love the voice they use. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know the, the dialogue. Honestly, the, the voice fucked me up. I was like, oh. I can't, well, I knowing kinda, now, I mean. I, I, I kind of like the voice a little bit. I'm not gonna yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that this role was up for um, the actress that played Christine. So after you said that, now I'm picturing every every scene that the mystery woman is in. I'm what, the car? Like, what would have this have been if uh, Christine. Oh, from this movie. Okay, sorry. Yeah, from Stephen King. Okay. Yeah, the car the car with the tits. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, with all the greasers. There it is. Okay. The, the the single car with several greasers inside of it, which was definitely not a Fucking metaphor for Fucking multiverse anything. of yeah. madness we just opened up here. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King's a big old pervert. I don't know if anybody <laughs> knew that, but he's like that. And that's what makes him so good at horror. 
Uh, because if we've learned anything from uh, H.R. Geiger, it's that sex and horror goes together so fucking well. H.R. Geiger loved penises. Ah, who doesn't? Hey! Realistically. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we got, a, we got this large man just being sucked into what actually, honestly... Uh, might be the worst special effect of the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> they they threw this is like the a, worst. they threw a piece of a carpet over it. <laughs> <laughs> they just, it's they night just night time. Put a blanket, sprayed blood everywhere while he's just kind of sitting there wiggling. Uh, not that it wasn't entertaining, but I mean, in a in a low budget film full of uh, makeshift special effects, this was the. The ricketyest. Yeah. I imagine this guy is like an insurance nightmare too. Like he could die on set oh, any at any moment. moment. At any, any moment. moment. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, He's I going mean, up an escalator. He's just like they're watching him at the uh, at the table, the concessions table in between. Just like make sure he doesn't eat too much. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Save it for the camera. Like this is a free buffet, but someone someone just kind of push him out of the way every once in a while. <sighs> And again, like, when is the last time you watched Poultry Geist? It's been a minute. The scene where he's, they're where like, he's on the wow, toilet. Jared, yeah, he's on the toilet, shit spraying everywhere, and a chicken crawls out of his ass. It's poop. Whoa. It's all poop. It's just, oh, Every, everything about Poultry Geist is poop. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of shit. That might be one of the problems I have with that movie is it's just everything's poop. <laughs> okay. Very, very poopy movie. The problem I have with it is because it was filmed on 35 millimeter, Greg. Sorry. Anyway, so <laughs> so after this uh, this well, death scene, I never thought I'd meet uh, film critic Micah ever again. Scene <laughs> of here he is. <laughs> so uh, again, as I mentioned yeah, earlier, <laughs> who do we have? The God Himself, Lemmy. Yes. Yes. As Fucking. we learned from Airheads. Yes, he is. Oh, that God. is I am, of course, the first person to make this reference. Yes, of all time. Yes, and, and totally. The slasher guys did not mention this. <laughs> Lemmy no. is God. Yes, <laughs> Lemmy is Bob. This whole time because uh, of the band he was in, which is Motorhead, mm. and oh, they played the hit song, "The Ace of Spades." Yes, you may have heard of it. They also played this the hit song. Um, Evolution is a mystery. How did that one go? Evolution is a mystery. I don't do a good Lemmy. Yeah, I got. I don't do a good one. Uh, favorite Wait. favorite Motorhead song right here, "Killed by Death." Yeah, "Killed by Death." Is "Killed by one. Death" is my all time favorite Motorhead song. I fucking love Motorhead so much. I love Lemmy. I this love Motorhead. The... I'm a huge asshole, so I'm going to say Ace of Spades. <laughs> really. Yeah, why not? Hey, I mean, fuck it, dude. It's fucking great. It's, I mean, it's a solid song. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, I this I love Lemmy so much. This is not the first time he's popped up in trauma. It won't be the last time either. Not the first uh, time he's popped up in my dreams. Yeah, yeah, goddamn right. I, uh, I mean, he's dead now, so that'd be creepy. Riding a motorcycle <laughs> with fucking wings on it. Yep, up there in heaven, and I'm on the back, just and it's just fucking. Bang. It's fucking amazing, dude. Man, that sounds I, awesome. I just want to sleep forever. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, man. Said <laughs> uh, the drink making you sleepy. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I fucking love. I, I love this. I love that he pops up. He po- he narrated Tromeo and Juliet. He pops up again in uh, the Toxic uh, Citizen Toxie, Toxic Avenger Part Four. I uh, was he in any other trauma shit? I feel like he was, and I'm just not remembering. But anyways, I know he he promoted them. 
Oh yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he, was, he was in like end credit scenes, and he was he did cameos. And yeah, he pops up again at the end of the movie, uh, which we'll uh, uh, I mean, we'll talk about that when we talk about that, right? Uh, uh, the next thing we have here, we get uh, we get back to the actual movie set where we're on top of a building, and we see a guy getting uh, launched off of the building. Whatever Lloyd Kaufman is underneath there again, peeing again well, as he does. And a, a body falls on him. Yeah. Yes. Which is another one of those, like, Bugs Bunny-type scenes that you mentioned, like... And we we find out, again, this is a fourth wall break. Yeah. Yeah. Your brother, this, your brother is, is holding on to the... He's holding on to, like, the... What would we call that? Like, the, the railing of the roof? Yeah. And, like, the, the, roof, the, the, the roof rail has, like, razor blades and shit. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the killer lady person is And like, I will say, for all of you 90s punk rock fans out there, this is a song called The World's on Heroin by All, <laughs> which anyone who owned the compilation, uh, fuck, what was it? It was the third uh, punk rock compilation. Hey, you're, why, why are you looking at me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I thought dude, you might know. Dude, is it is an insane clown posse? Yeah, it was definitely insane. Okay. <laughs> then that was, uh, uh, you're thinking of Riddlebox. It was the the Epitaph Punk Rock compilation, the third one. I'm blanking. The Beavis Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. Yep, that's the one. (laughs) Had a solid Aerosmith song on it. (laughs) I think Ozzy was on there, too. I just lost all my my punk rock credit. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is. Yeah. Oh, you guys are yelling at me right now. I'm sure that's. Yeah, I'm sure that's what did it. Yeah. Uh so back on... Uh, it wasn't the mustache. <laughs> uh, uh, so we have this scene, and then that's mm. where they talk about... What? Did they come to you? Punkarama. Punkarama <laughs> oh, I know what three. that is. Volume 3. All worlds on heroin. Yeah, I was friends with a couple Gregs in... Uh, Signature track off of that one. A couple Gregs in high school that, that touted that CD. Yep. Solid uh, solid no effects one on yeah, that one. Yeah, yep, yep. No effects is on there. We threw uh, gas on the fire. Now we have stumps for shit and shit and shit. All that, yeah. You guys like punk rock, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, 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 punk rock bands I like. I don't like all punk rock. Literally achieved perfection in the late seventies, and then again in the mid nineties. Okay, that I will agree with. And then never again. No, because by the time we hit two thousand one, all you jerk offs just started listening to screamo. Once again, check out SLC Punk. Yeah, because only <laughs> posers die. <laughs> yeah, dude, there is nothing punk rock nowadays. No, no, never. Again. Uh, absolutely, no. It's done. It's dead. It's, it's dead. It's hey guys, dead. Punk's buried. dead. Punk's dead. Uh, punk's dead because I said so, <laughs> and I'm cool. Uh, this is where they explain uh, the reverse rape thing. <laughs> Allegedly, can we get, let's get back to the fucking movie here, man? That's right. Greg's a big punk rocker. We lost all your punk, Craig. Guess what, dude? You got it back. That's awesome. Because uh, of, of the attitude, right? Of the, yeah, the, it was a, the attitude did it. Yo, man, you got some fucking attitude. <laughs> Whoa! Okay. <laughs> and this is where they explain the whole situation where Greg should have handled his his case with Tom Jones, and that's where if you're getting raped, you get into it and act like you're really into it. I uh, wouldn't. I wouldn't push this point. <laughs> I'm not pushing. <laughs> it was my choice. I'm yeah. pushing the point because it plays a pivotal part in the movie. Okay, you're right. It does. Thank you. The Fuck. Alert. Yeah. I know this guy over yeah, here there, out of, yeah, out of, out of a, the three yeah. of us. There Greg a, is there, the one. There was a scene that was like, where they got to like, get into it and talk about it. And like, well, yeah, if this happens, you should probably just like, just, just like be excited yeah. about it. They were uh, saying like uh, Lloyd Coffin's character. Uh, what was it? I'm not, I a, Larry. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a squeamish man, but I think my point still stands. 
You know it does. It I, does because I, I absolutely, but, I, was, I was absolutely like just like like I was done at that point in the movie. I'm not over here talking about like this is something you should do. I'm I, just saying this is a pivotal point in the movie. I hope not. <laughs> well, maybe you should have tried it though. Tried just, what? just you. What? Huh? All right. So, so they're talking. On, they're talking. You, I, Jesus Christ! Remember when I said I wouldn't push this point? It's because <laughs> it's because this kind of thing is where we end up. Yeah. Okay. So they're talking and talking, and then then, then there, there's <laughs> then there's this black guy who's like trying to give everybody like a rowdy rowdy speech and shit, and then like like a like a like a I think it was like a what like a like a like a he looked like a like a man. No, nothing. Mad, what? Mad TV? Nothing. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, fuck it. Um, this light rig falls on this fucking guy's head and kills him. <laughs> oh, this is where we're at. Yeah, dude, this scene's awesome because uh, it was actually the actor's idea for them to take the light rig off of his head. Yeah, and to be like, he actually was just like, "Hey, you know, be really funny." And I, he had a shaved head, and he's like, "What if?" You take it off, I have an afro. It was fucking uh, ridiculous. Somebody actually screams, oh, my God, he has an yeah. afro. Yeah, it was yep. really funny. Yeah, and that that was ablived. That stayed in script. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I do like that scene a lot. <laughs> and then, like, they oh, get wait, to- this is, uh, you were talking about the guy that got killed by the stage light. Yeah. May I interject do once it. again? With my 90s punk rock cred. This is uh, <laughs> Catch 22's 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4 continuously plays over the next several scenes mm. uh, that that sort of um, arpeggioed guitar riff uh, that we hear every time they start eulogizing one of the dead cast members. Same song. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Well, shit. All right. So then after this scene, after the fucking ball guy his light falls in his head and he like stumbles around and he eventually collapses and then he the light comes off his head and he has fucking an afro now which is ridiculous so they get to the next scene where like the dude with the um the spiky hair he's like he's trying to give like a rah-rah speech now too right yeah yeah they uh and then he ends up getting creamed by two trucks yeah yeah which is a fun scene which everyone's I, at this screaming point, at this point i was like okay everybody everybody in the movie is dying and i'm fucking i am loving it yeah exactly yeah it's great and we've been waiting for a bunch of these guys yeah. to die since the beginning yeah, yo, fuck yeah and they were really proud of this scene too they really spent a lot of time on it with the screaming and the put tissues on his stumps and stuff yep uh a lot of fun everyone uh, farts everyone gets sexually harassed it's a good time yeah, uh, this is the whole, like, oh, my God, there's murder on set. So we get the police interrogation scene coming up, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, and that's where uh, <laughs> I do love that uh, Larry, they, they keep cutting between everybody interrogating everybody one-on-one. And I love Larry's doing the whole, like, this is the right-wing agenda. People dress up like Toxie all the time. They come to my sets and they sabotage them. This is, this hasn't happened before. This is, I mean, this has happened before. This keeps happening again. Yeah, it's just this the, is, the the covert paranoia. Like someone, yes, I, I feel like we we feel that nowadays too. Yes, exactly. Uh, the other we, side's always fucking with me. The other side, they always come in and they fuck with us. They they they, they put on one of those red false flag. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a false flag. Can Putting, I can I uh, make just a quick <laughs> PSA to the world? And I'm not going to get real political here, but let me just say this. Here we go. If you ever call anything a false flag you're a fucking asshole because <laughs> <laughs> it's not and you're dumb <laughs> i love larry's going on about like hillary clinton knows all about this kind of shit and then the cut the cops cut him off and they're like hey larry we gotta work you over a little bit so the next, kicking scene, his ass. the next scene he's fucking his face is all fucking bruised and shit right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then where are we at from here 
Uh, shit, oh, everyone whatever. farts and everyone gets sexually harassed. Okay. All right. That's that's going to be my answer for any time. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, shit. Oh, um, is this a scene where like they get to that point where she's like, well, she's in a car with fucking um, but I forget who she, oh, who she, who she she's in a truck with. Yeah. So the mystery oh, girl, she's, the she's killer, vomiting on fresh guys. No, 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 no. It's the part where um, um, I, th- I think it was um, I forget who the like the the, the, the girl is. Um, I can't think of her name. Andrea, is it? Who is it? Fuck. What the fuck are you talking about? The mystery girl or the lead girl, Jennifer? The, the lead girl. I'm uh, a little, no, not, not, not the lead girl. The fucking um... Christine Debbie Rashawn. Yes. Okay. That's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. The mystery girl. Oh, that's where she runs off with Toxie. No, the other that's, 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 that's where she's in a she's in a truck with fucking yeah she's in a truck with with Toxie and she's yeah. all of a sudden like crying about her dad and her dad raping her and shit like oh like wait a minute oh this fuck? scene yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this car reminds me of my dad he raped me that's I how like, I lost my virginity oh yeah and then then Lloyd like, pops in to suck at acting for a moment yeah I was like wait how the fuck is this even funny yeah uh, i feel like my, maybe my this notes was... say jesus just stop yeah <laughs> this is bad yeah the rest of this movie this is terrible. kind of a is kind of a, a mess for me i'm oh and then it says everyone farts and someone gets sexually harassed <laughs> <laughs> these are the notes i have christine she's backstage and she's kind of being an idiot mm-hmm. um she's fucking toxic uh again a different toxic different toxic new toxic yeah. yeah um which is that's kind of a running gag that we have, you know, uh, different body types, low budget, yada yada yada. Uh, there's tits. Um, DJ walks in and gets pissed because DJ is the boyfriend of Christine. Yeah, he's not having any of this. <laughs> he loses his mind and he chases Toxy. Uh, he calls him a controversial f word, and uh, which clearly he's not. I mean, he recently proved so, right? Yeah, right. Um, so he, uh, Toxie runs and hides in a porta potty, which gets obviously knocked over. And uh, there is feces everywhere. Yes, My but youth. before that, she gets, um, Mrs. Rashawn herself gets hit in the face with like a, with a shoe. And then her nose like explodes and like yeah that's that was weird yeah I didn't understand that reference I don't know if that was an inside that joke neither do I I don't know yeah they when she gets whopped in the face and her nose just turns into Pinocchio oh yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. I think it was just for the special effect they just wanted to have a giant nose yeah have, <laughs> have her uh, have the leading lady the leading uh, attractive woman become ugly I think that was the whole idea uh, <laughs> who I don't know it was, hey it was fine it looked good it worked yeah so porta potty gets tipped um so uh. Toxic gets covered in shit. Christine's nose is all fucked up, and uh, her and DJ quit the movie. Yes, they decide mm-hmm. we're getting the fuck out of here because we don't want to put up with all this literal shit. Anymore. <laughs> uh, so uh, Jerry says, "Guess what? I'm going to play Toxie now. I'm stepping in. I could this do this part. I was born to play. Yeah, yeah. always wanted to do it. Um, and then all I have written down here is Lloyd sexually harasses everyone until he finds Jennifer. Yes. So I'm not." <laughs> I'm not like, sure exactly accurate. what that means. That is very dumb. That That's where he, yeah. he walks around blind aim, and aimlessly touching breasts yep. and yeah. faces. And, yeah. So that's what that means. Okay. Yeah, a real Joey Ryan. So now we're, uh, <laughs> we're replacing Christine with Jennifer. She's now playing the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey doesn't necessarily approve of her fucking Jerry on no. camera. He's no. very upset about it. But uh, again, this is what I was talking about before where this is a little too real because I know that Lloyd Kaufman wrote this and – you know, Lloyd, we get it, but you're yeah, a fucking there a, asshole. There's a lot of rape in this movie. Um, this is a scene where everyone on set pressures her into doing a sex scene. Well, this is well, yeah. It's, she she has trepidations about it, and everyone 
everyone is like, you should do it. Yeah. It'll, yeah. Be, it'll be good. You should do it because we all want to see it. Yeah, but it gets uh, – I love it too because everyone behind the camera, they all like – everybody's there, like all the producers and stuff like that. And that is a thing that actually happens on set where you, just, have, you have people that yeah, never, no never show – Yeah, 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 sorry. She's getting like super pressured into it. Oh, God, did I just pull a Greg? Yeah, it, remi- yeah. it, it, remind, <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of – and this is probably a little gross, but it, rem- it reminded me of the, the Kiss the Girl from Little Mermaid. When oh. They're, when they're all like sh- getting close into it and, they, and they're like – Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, so we get that sex scene, which is a, it's fun, but then they end up actually they straight actually, up yeah, boning. They, end up actually, actually, actually they, they progress from acting into, uh, what's, the, what's the word that doesn't mean acting? Sex. <laughs> real, real sexing? Real sex part pornography. 12. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it goes from, <laughs> pornography. It goes from film to pornography. Yeah, Jerry's like, you know what, I'm just going to put this in and here. And Lloyd Kaufman actually like, hey, you know, hey. Shoot this shit. Shoot it. Get it. Yeah, he's keep, like, this keep is filming. Cool. Keep filming. This is what, yeah, what I fuck? do. <laughs> and I can only assume this has happened on set, right? I'm oh, God, I it must have. Shit. Yeah, there's no way this is this is completely fabricated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Casey doesn't have anything of it. Uh, he gets all pissed off, storms off. Yep. Uh, the next scene you have, you have uh, Jerry and Jennifer reminiscing about the scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry's just proud that he got to play his toxic. Well, they, they, like, immediately fell in love from this. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it was Wouldn't you? so quick. Like, all of a sudden, we're the new hot couple. Like, as he was, like, inside of her, he was like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, and Lloyd loves it, more yeah. importantly. Lloyd is into it because he's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, kind of a funny uh, side thing was that Casey, our best boy, uh, just kept saying no as he's holding the boom mic. He's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. He's getting more and more pissed off, and we'll learn what that means later. Yeah. Mm. But he, uh, yeah, he was frustrated by this, Ooh. as I think any boyfriend would be. Because <laughs> that's got to be tough, yeah. you know. You're, uh, you're, you're dating an actress or actor, and uh, you know they're fucking some like stud, like some some Hollywood like perfect specimen of a human being on camera, and you're just like, that's probably pretty good. But I'm here on the sidelines, like you're gonna get a little. A little jealous, probably, you know, like I uh, think you know the whole thing. Like you're allowed to have one f word if you have a PG thirteen movie. Sure, yeah. you're actually allowed to have intercourse on set as long as it, it, the genitals aren't being shown in like penetration, unless you're, uh, you know, Willem Dafoe in that one movie. Uh, was it C- C- T- Satanica, Satanica, or some shit? I can't remember that one. That Lars von Trier movie. Yeah, the one with the penis cutting. The penis cutting. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like, you're allowed to have intercourse on set as long as you don't orgasm. That is a fact. You mean visibly orgasm? Like, or yeah, like like actually have an orgasm like on camera. Or emotionally orgasm. I, I don't know what an emotional orgasm is. I mean, I had an emotional orgasm earlier on the ride here when we were talking about, uh, you know, recording the Stroma episode. I feel like uh, if, if they focus on the face or the genitals, I think that's the big difference. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I guess, sorry, I sidetracked us Yeah, there. like, it's, it's like, how graphic actually is this orgasm? <laughs> graphic. Um, so uh, how would I rate it? <laughs> so where are we at right here, guys? So, all right, so, now they move to a scene where, the, like, the, the weird, the weird voice killer lady is, like, like uh, outside. Oh, the exploding breast. Right? 
No, this is when she gets into the Lincoln Town oh, Car yeah, with a couple of okay, French guys. All right. yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I'm I was talking ahead. about earlier. Yes, <laughs> thank um, you. <laughs> with the vomit. Yeah, yeah. She, she just hops. This is random. This random is as hell. Because these characters, these aren't guys that existed for the no. movie, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a Lloyd Coffin in, inside thing. It was in the book. I feel like this whole scene could have been scrapped of the movie to make it shorter. A couple of Frenchmen. Yeah, and she's throwing up. They're like throwing up. A lot could have been cut from the movie. She just starts vomiting on the ball guy. Which... And I was like, look, yo, if she's not vomiting, like, Acid, then what the fuck's the point? Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean, yeah, she's yeah. I mean, she's she's just it's just awkward. Like for if she's not involved. like if she's not like a reptile from Mortal Kombat, then why? Well, it, it kind of leads to something because all the vomit gets all over the windshield, it gets all over them. It does, uh, yeah. It, which it, does uh, it leads to a death. Uh, I, yeah. And also, it, to her credit, if you're gonna puke on somebody, aim for the bald guy. He's <laughs> just <laughs> to clean up, <laughs> and then you can wipe that down just a bit easier. You don't have to shampoo it. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, it's it's the the lesser of two uh, two terrible situations, I guess. So uh, we go to a random girl giving head to a guy wrapped in bandages. The, we, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what this is, but <laughs> no, um, it was the whole like, uh, oh, geez, uh, all your other senses are going to be heightened. Can you feel this? And like, uh, there's like a lot of tit to this movie. Oh my I'm god! Not, I'm not, I'm so much. About it, but this is, this this like is a definitely a case of... where there are tits in the movie. Yeah, yeah uh, Yaniv Sharon, uh, Sharon, who's the the naked PA here. They're doing a face mold on him. Jerry walks away. He's getting blown, but she gets completely naked before it too. She does. Yeah. Um. And our our random girl gives head to a guy uh, wrapped in bandages. There's tits. Mystery girl shoots a woman in the fake tits. Chaos yeah. ensues. That's Bandage where she... guy flies up. <laughs> Uh, he uh, just shows the world that he's got a micro penis. Oh my god! And this is this is a heavily focused on micro penis. This we is a, quite a bit. My third favorite scene in the movie is Yaniv just running through New York City, Times Square, and shit, completely naked, with his head wrapped up uh, in front of actual innocent bystanders. And you would think that this would be a, a interesting or stimulating scene, but for whatever reason. Uh, because I was probably about a bottle and a half into my wine last night. Uh, my notes say, I'm having a really hard time giving a shit about what happens next. <laughs> Save me, Jim Beam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so, do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trusting past Greg on this. This is what he wrote. They, they tr- <laughs> he ends up bumping into a uh, uh, Eli Roth. In this scene here, I, I think I mentioned earlier. This is where it was. Yeah. Uh, so but the, this is also the scene that got them in fucking trouble because all you have to do is they had a permit for this, but they didn't have a permit for Times Square. All they had to do was notify the NYC police department that they were going to film this scene here of a guy running naked. They deal with this shit all the time. The cops always have to deal with this. It's New York City. I feel know? like this is not a like it's an not, unknown it's problem. An, exactly. Like there's always some kind, something filmed in there. Certainly uh, not uncommon. But the, when the cops got involved, it turned out they didn't have a permit for it. Lloyd didn't have anything to do with this scene. It was another, like, uh... So he uh, says. Exactly. So he says. Uh, I've, I mean, he's he's known to throw people under the bus in the past. Um, and this actually got them uh, some other permits taken away. And I think some arrests were made. I guess this whole scene was a fucking nightmare. But I, I think the payoff was... It had a good payoff. Well, the payoff was our puke guys, our, our bald-headed uh, Frenchman puke gentlemen, mm-hmm. crashed their car into the naked man who slipped on a banana. Onto his fucking skull. We get some significant jiggling penises. We get more puking. We get exploding cars. <laughs> Way more jiggling penis than I ever thought we would see in a movie, to be honest. There's yeah. no shit here, though. It just keeps going. No. This is, yeah, it, we didn't complete the trauma trifecta of puke, penis, and shit. Yeah. We only had two of the three. 
No, there was, there, was, there was shit in the beginning of the movie. Well, no, I mean, in this I mean, scene. This scene, oh, this scene. This specific okay, right. scene. Right. Yeah. He should yeah, have been. Some dude was like, some dude was like shit, like, was like spooning shit in his mouth in the beginning. It was the yeah. same guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He was. Oh, wait, no, did we get to that yet? I think that yeah, was that's the, that, that No, was, this is this. Yeah, it happened earlier. With the cowboy, you mean? Yeah, uh, we totally skipped that Did part. Skip that was that was way earlier. It's too late to go back to yeah. it. <laughs> well, we skipped it, but there was a there was a man dressed as a cow spooning uh, his feces into someone else's mouth. If you ever want to watch this film, that's a highlight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is, but okay. keep it in mind. I do love this movie. We're gonna focus on the jiggling penises for now. Yep, um, which are uh, quickly cut away to our mystery woman once again, who is fucking a ventriloquist whose name. Is Edgar Allen? Yeah, and I at, thought at, that was funny because at, his little yeah. doll is Popo. At this point, yep. I was like, okay, just fucking reveal who the fuck this, this lady is. At this point, because I'm fucking done. <laughs> so uh, there is an awesome. I feel you. Will. There is an you. awesome scene here where she stretches his dick clear across the room. Let's yep. go. Cru- yeah. Crucifies the just pulls uh, on it. Big old rubber dick. Yep. Crucifies the doll. Uh, he ends up dying. This. Uh, uh, so the reign of terror of the mystery woman continues. Reveals her face here, though. Yes! This is where it finally comes out. The fucking finally! And who was it? Lemmy. <laughs> it was Lemmy this whole the time. Lemmy this whole time. But no, he pulls he off was... the Lemmy mask, and then it was the fat guy. But then they pull off the fat guy mask, and it was... <laughs> it was Steve, Steve Buscemi! Tyler. <laughs> oh! <laughs> We're going for different Steve. We did. It was Steven Tyler. Uh, I was Steven Tyler this whole time. No, it ends they up being... They that fucking mask and it's fucking John Stamos. It ended up that it was Casey the whole time it here. It was Casey. Which actually, Stamos. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. That's, that's yeah, good. it was big swerve here. Yeah. Big uh, I, yeah, really, First time I saw this, it kind of got me. Didn't, yeah, didn't absolutely. And Probably because there's 70,000 fucking characters in this movie. So, so who, many. It could have been any one of them. There, it's literally you're watching five movies at once. Could have been anyone. Yeah. It could have been fucking Lloyd Kaufman. It could. It, it should have been. Honestly, honestly, same. Yeah, yeah, it turned out it was him the whole time. Take Lloyd Kaufman's mask off. Turns out it was Toxie. <laughs> Take Toxie mask off. It was Casey. It was Kabuki Man. Oh, yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> a little, little crossover. <laughs> Big crossover. Okay, so again, we reveal that the killer has actually been Casey this whole time. Yes. Uh, so Jennifer, uh, Jennifer walks into Jennifer goes to Casey's apartment finally for the first time, and she walks into his apartment just to check on all him. this. Yeah, she, she sees I, all this shit everywhere. Yeah. I, I feel like it was supposed to be really funny that she was bumping into like a jar of red herrings. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, I, got that, I got that too. God but the problem is, all of the herrings that she bumped into were real. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they didn't know what the term red herring means. Yeah. I know. Like oh, it didn't make fuck. any sense. Yeah. It was just. Uh, it's like you've heard you've heard a red herring, but yeah. he, he didn't implement it well. Yeah, right. And now your shame is on celluloid for all to see. <sighs> so, so this John Stamos Frankenfurter looking motherfucker. <laughs> oh, total Frankenfurter! Yeah. Wow, he handcuffs the shit out of her. Yeah, and then he shows her all of the mementos of his kills. He says, uh, "I've got." My dad's fucking. I got my dad's eyes, his ears, his penis. I told you, everything. I had my dad's eyes, and it's all Ron Jeremy's body parts, just all yeah. in these jars. <laughs> and he says, "You think your p word drives everyone crazy, but I'm the real woman here." Uh, he hates independent films. He. We go back to a flashback where Ron yeah. Jeremy is teaching him how to be. His this mom, this is where it got his, dark. His mom's, yeah. his mom's in the kitchen, like. Happy-go-lucky, like, Mrs. Like, 
uh, Baker woman in, in, in 1950s. Yeah, yeah. Ron Jeremy's in the in the living room with his son, putting the wig up. It's like this is how you this is how you do something. And you and play, I feel like it's get some way stuff. too easy for Ron Jeremy to play the preferred yes. father. This yeah. part, actually, this part, one hundred percent. I was like, works way too easily. I was like, one hundred percent. I was like, Ron Jeremy, you gross as fuck. Putting yeah. a wig on him. Like you yeah. cast him in that role, he doesn't even have to act. No, he's he just, just being himself. Yep. He just has to be there. Oh, God. That's bad. Like, uh, hey, son, why don't you wear a dress? And this is where I was like, I'm the hedgehog. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how he talks. This, this, at this point, <laughs> like, I, that, at this point, was that a good Ron Jeremy? One hundred percent done. You were done. I was done. I stopped. I couldn't. Yeah, this is. It became a whole new movie at this point. Will checked out. No, I don't blame you. And then we get Casey attacks Jennifer and starts talking about like his stump. Yeah. Like you like my stump? Let me yeah. give you. I don't have a full dick. Here it is. Well, he shows off his fake tits and his his weird little nub dick, and uh, he actually he actually says the words, "Why don't you hump my nub?" Yep. Or like, "Why not hump my nub?" Yeah. Which that was kind of funny, but only in the sense of like hilarious wordplay. But she, other than that, it's terrifying. Mm. She turned. Now this is situation. this is why I was bringing up the thing earlier because it was a, a, a plot point, Greg. God damn it! I wasn't trying to focus on this, but she turns it and starts getting really into it. I where, wouldn't push it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's part of the fucking movie. It's Trove Arch. Hey, do what you want, man. <laughs> okay, fine. You take the way in the scene. Describe the scene to me. Well, I'll take it away. So this this fucking this fucking hermaphrodite dude, I can't. I don't know. If that's probably that's another apology to corner of next week. But this fucking this this this. Can you not say hermaphrodite? They, I don't know okay, anymore. They they like force her against the wall, and they, she's already handcuffed. Jennifer, Jennifer's already handcuffed, and they force her against the wall, and like he's using his his little stump to like try to penetrate it, but she's but he's not really penetrating. But. She took over. Yeah, but she like she was she, trying to fight she it. Reversed, yeah, she's trying yeah. to fight it, trying to fight it. But then all of a sudden, she gets really into it, which is really fucking weird. It, 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 it plays. Uh, uh, there was a track yeah, in the head about like uh, she was trying to turn the tables. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, try she, she does. She does, and she <laughs> takes she over. Takes and over and, then, and throws throws them in the bed and like yeah, yeah. Casey yeah. starts crying. Starts, also, yeah, starts crying. I, I had a, a note here that just says deep thought. This isn't even a horror movie. What is this? What am I doing with my life? Man. <laughs> so, thanks, uh, yeah. Lloyd. That's, yeah. that's what you're doing. This is, this is the worst film I've ever seen in my no, life. No, this... Whoa, really? The worst I've ever seen in my whole life. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, yeah. All well, right. in case that wasn't too intense for you, the curtain pulls back, uh, and we reveal Ron Jeremy in a cage with a mutilated face, and we find out exactly where all those parts in the jars came from. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Casey has removed his father's ears, nose, eyes, dick, whatever, uh, and he's proud of it. I think he he, he feeds him pickles. <laughs> I think so it was. Nice, I think it was worth, a dick. No, it was a pickle. Oh. Mm. Did you think it was a dick? You were half in the bag. It was like a gelatin mold penis. I was checked it? out, so I have no idea. I thought yeah. it was a pickle. No, no, it was a straight up like a gelatin mold dick thing. It was supposed to be a penis and shoves it in right, well, Can we make mouth. this a poll? Can the viewers out there, the listeners out there, uh, what do you think that was? Was that a pickle or was that a penis? They all checked out at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> nobody's listening. <laughs> so anyway, Jennifer escapes uh, as Casey feeds Ron Jeremy a, let's call it a, a dickle? A dickle. A dickle. Right. Feeds him a dickle. Give you a tickle. Um, <laughs> so Jennifer Shut runs up. out to uh, our main man, Jerry, uh, and tells him about Casey. He says, guess what? Uh, Casey's not exactly what we thought he was. Yeah. 
or she. I don't even know he anymore. I might be a lesbian. I don't know. I haven't seen the genitals yet, but they were rubbing on me, and they didn't feel like anything uh, that I've ever experienced before. So we have... She's unsure. Yeah. Uh, so they're all on set. Then we finally have Casey come out with Christine, who is Debbie Rashawn, the lead, uh, tied up, holding a bomb, and... This is where Casey actually reveals that she was, or uh, Casey's in love with Jerry the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He, his whole goal was he wanted a like a three way love triangle between them. Yeah, and like is like, don't you want this? And exposes the weird vagina. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm so glad I stopped watching this movie. You missed this part. Yeah, I, I, I checked out after fucking the Ron Jeremy thing. Oh, you missed the weird vagina and then the 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 nub, Ooh. the giant clitoris nub. There That's, was a focused fine. vagina dick nub shot. That's yeah, weird. it was it but was interesting. Before we get to that, one of the things I thought was really funny about this his whole. Uh, his whole hostage-taking threat where he had the bomb in his hand. Did you actually look at the bomb? It was like a grenade on it. It was a brick. I don't it's, know. It's like a it's like a wad of cardboard with like a grenade taped to it. I saw it. <laughs> like <Yeah. it's>, uh, <laughs> it might be the worst like bomb. The worst prop. Yeah, it's the worst prop I've ever seen in my life. It's like a, a grenade, you, like a plastic grenade you'd buy at like the Spirit Halloween store. Lord, Lloyd Kaufman's daughter made it. Yeah, and there's a couple of uh, like wires attached yeah. to it and everything. It's great. Honestly, I didn't hate it. Oh, the, no, no. It's kind yeah. of perfect. Clearly, you got really detailed about it. So Jer- I focused. I focused on <laughs> Jerry it. Jerry tries doing like this like reverse psychology like, yeah, I totally want that vagina. I want that penis. Just put the bomb down. And, yeah, he, uh, he takes this opportunity to rip his clothing off. Yeah. He says, hey. Look at these tits. If you're not going to respect the bomb, respect my tits. My uh, quasi-vagina-wiener combo? It was interesting. It was a special effect. It's kind of... Dude, this is a, this is a, a dark, of, dark point of the movie, man. A little bit of the old papier-mâché. Uh, and this whole part kind of gets jumbled together. I, I think uh, Jerry ends up getting like stabbed in the head. Well, Jerry pretends, uh, to, pretends to love him. He does the old yeah. ruse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just like I think we saw this in Head of the Family. Hmm. Yes. A DTS classic. Yes. I do love that movie. Um, where, uh, he, where he's like, oh, I, I've loved you this whole time. Oh, we can still do this shit. Yep. Here I come. Um, but, yeah, he ends up getting stabbed like, in the head. And the bomb goes flying. Jennifer spits the goo in his, in his face. The ass, yes, in yes. In Casey's face. Because which, that was, which was foreshadowed. Earlier, yeah. To be fair. And uh, Larry Lloyd Coffin's character ends up saving everyone by jumping on top of the bomb, and he explodes. And I literally ended this just by writing the words, go fuck yourself, Lloyd Coffin, so I don't have any actual notes <laughs> after this. Okay. This is where I checked out. Will, yeah. you beat me by a good, like, maybe ten minutes. Yeah. This is where I checked out. Mm. All right, so... I've seen I... the movie before, but... Could not force myself to care. For Casey ends up getting, like, set on fire by a fart. Uh, so Casey's, Casey's gone. Uh, yeah, I, yes, exactly. Uh, Casey's gone. They end up finishing the movie, uh, for, for Larry. Uh, Jerry isn't actually dead. You know, he survived the knife to the head. Uh, then we got, <laughs> the, the end of the movie is just such a mess. It, it, it's, this part's a real fever dream. Well, and then everyone we, farts and someone gets sexually harassed. There you go. And then we have the credit scene, which is Lemmy. Uh, he, he really brings this back around. Lemmy brings it back. This has... At this point, I did not fucking care. But then you see <laughs> Lemmy pops on screen, and you're, like, pumped up again. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, my name's Lemmy. 
Oh, I'm a lead man in Motorhead. I'm a lead guy in Motorhead. <laughs> and then it goes to Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Shake your blood. <laughs> Trey Parker that, and Matt Stone. Was that a good lemmy? That was perfect. I don't think so. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, <laughs> me, they have a little... Again? Can I try it again? Sure. Shake your blood. It sounds exactly the same. Just, yeah. yeah, that was that was literally <laughs> the same. So uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they have a little bit here where they're hermaphrodites trying to get like jobs, but it says... Hermaphrodites don't apply. They're trying to use like a bathroom, and there's just a bucket for hermaphrodites. It's really weird. And they scene. seriously just put balloons in their shirts. Yeah, <laughs> you could. It's it's fun because it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone. If you want to see that scene, it is on YouTube. They have the they have the usual tone. If yeah. You, if you've ever watched any of the uh, South Park DVDs or basketball, yeah, or basketball, you know they do the little like intros in between the episodes and yeah. everything. Yeah. It has that tone mm. where they're just fucking around. There is literally no effort put in, and that's why it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. Like and then we the- have, then we have the rest of uh, the, the rest of the credits where there's just like a lot of weird shit popping up, fun facts about the trauma movie that aren't actually facts. Um, a lot of the credits are bullshit. But uh, I know it says the only good thing about Terror Firmer is the soundtrack. <laughs> Jesus Christ! They did play the Vandals in the uh, in the credits though. Oh, idea for a movie. Yes, of course. Off of the classic album, Hitler Bad, Vandal's Good. (laughs) Um, So there you have it, Terror Firmer. Uh, I'm guessing you two were huge fans. Uh, I will will reiterate, this was the worst film I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, as I said... That's cool, though. Is it? I love what it represents. I love what it is. I love how it was made. I love the spirit and the, the passion behind it. It's just the execution that I've, I'm not totally thrilled about. And I think um, that's just because I'm fucking old now. Lori Kaufman, you should be ashamed of yourself. Nah, when this, I was, this is not the reason why you should be ashamed of when yourself. When I was 18, I loved this shit. Let me say that. I loved it when I was 16. I loved it when I was 18. I love it at 38. I still love Terra Firmer. It's near and dear to my heart. Four stars. Four scaries. I give it a fucking solid five. Oh, you want to want me over here, huh? I'll womp you every day. <laughs> I think you can four me out of this five. Nigga, I gave it two. What the fuck that's talking about? Two? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, I don't know. What did the slasher guys think about it? Hey, slashers, how do you feel about this movie? I bet you loved it. One, two, three, four. <laughs> This is Slashers, or at least five minutes of it, because we're taking over your goddamn show. My name is Jake, and with me, as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, Doug, Adam, and Adrian. Say your names so that people know who the fuck's voices they're listening to. Hey, this is Doug. Hey, Squish Mittens, this is Adam. Hey, y'all, this is Adrian. We watched Terror Firmer. I can't believe I sat through a 123-minute video to talk about it for five minutes, but we did it for you because we want you to want us the way we want you. So, gang, each of us gets one talking point. Doug, what's your one takeaway from Terror Firmer? Terror Firmer, breaking it down real quick, this movie was the one that introduced me to just the punk rock underworld of cinematic filmmaking. If you've ever wanted to dabble in just filmmaking or yeah. special effects or anything like that, this is a film that will get you into it. It is offensive, it is gross, it is nasty, but it is a learning lesson. And honestly, you watch this film, you will want to start doing your own independent films. No matter the budget, clearly this one didn't have much yeah. budget. You could see the trash bags from some of the special effects, like on the head-crushing scenes. But this film is just badass. And I got to say, too, for Lloyd Kaufman, about an hour and 20 minutes into this film, this becomes one of the darkest films yeah. 
even surpassing Silence of the Lambs when it gets to Casey revealing himself. Oh, the humor's stripped. This movie has humor all throughout it, but honestly, it's disturbing. It's up there with like the August Underground films and Atroc and those films you'd see from Unearthed films. Oh, yeah. I got to give it to Lloyd Kaufman. It's definitely a huge like juggle from goofy comedy to pure darkness. So this film is definitely God tier. You say punk rock. I'm going to say it's like jazz. You know, you always hear that stupid expression, like sometimes when you listen to jazz, it's the notes that you don't hear. And that's what these movies are, is it's like a political slant of like, this is the movie that you're not seeing. Like This is the exact antithesis of the things to come. A movie like this ages so well compared to movies by committee, like your modern Star Wars. Adam, tell me, what's your one takeaway from Terra Firmer? I loved this movie for the fact that it felt like so many movies in one. I, I want to say it was very much a crossover, that kind of that sleepaway camp vibe meets like Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay. You know? Yeah. I thought the film had so much heart. They chose to linger on a lot of their their effects because, you know, they were proud of them. They wanted yeah. to get as much footage of these effects in there. You could just tell that everyone was such a team and everyone was just completely behind this utter lunacy and chaos. And they were there to make art as fucked up as it is, as dark as it gets, as twisted as that stumpy dick man pussy was it's a moving picture now adrian you were basically uninitiated this is your first time watching it so what did you have to take away from terra firmer there was something very nostalgic about it i don't know what it was maybe the way they dressed or at the time it was 99 so there was something very nostalgic at that time watching this <laughs> this was probably the strangest like doug was saying the darkest one there was something very endearing about it and i don't even know if that's the right word <laughs> to use you like root for the movie right it's like the little tank engine yeah. of like suck where you're like yeah you, you just keep on sucking you reverse <laughs> rape that guy <laughs> yeah right. what the fuck i mean it sucks you in you can't you can't look away and you want to see it through to the end and there i don't even know if there's anything i can really defend about this movie but I did enjoy it. My big takeaway is the fucking music in this movie. It is the funniest thing in the world to me because I grew up in the hardcore scene and, you know, dabbling in horror punk and psychobilly, but you never really get horror ska. And then you listen to this soundtrack and you're like, this is kind of like a horror ska movie. Like this is the music video for some shitty band that has like trumpets and entrails. It's awesome. If you put any other soundtrack, like Doug's saying, it's way more visceral and severe, but you kind of keep this cheekiness throughout where it's like, hey, I get it. We're being super transphobic, but we're all having fun, as reiterated by fucking Lemmy. And I'll have you note that in Airheads, we've established it's canonical. Lemmy is God. What do you think of that post credits? The one with uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. See, well, see, here's the thing. Unbelievable. <laughs> It is unbelievable. It's transphobic, but it's got that South Park humor with it's making fun of it, but also at the same time, it is progressive with it. Which yeah. I feel like it's, yeah, it's not like some conservative going, yeah, you're a fucking, you know, we're murder, we don't want transphobic. No, it's making fun of the whole situation. You've seen Lloyd Kaufman's posts on Instagram and stuff. He's one of the most progressive people yeah, I dude. know, and he's 70, exactly. 70 some fucking years old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not being evil, making fun of it. It's just, it's it, extreme it's a, progressive it, satire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's aggressively. And I think that's a great point. Now, I had listened to Dave Chappelle on David Letterman's new show talking about, like, why he stopped doing Chappelle's show. One of the things he talked about was doing a sketch and somebody, like, laughing at the wrong part. You know, like, laughing at the racial element, not that we were making fun of the racist, right? 
And I think that's something that this movie does a lot better than some of Troma's works of establishing if you're the negative element, you're wrong. Like, that's the whole point. And I think that's really intricate and amazing for a, and I'm going to go here, a pre-9-11 world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The look on all of your fucking faces. You're like, wait, (laughs) but I'll have you remember World Trade Center's in the background. So that was in my mind. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Different worlds. This is so much crazier that I think a lot of people give credit. Yeah, it really is ahead of your ahead of its time. Now that you mention that, it really does seem something that would be at least two thousand three, four, even. Mm-hmm. This is the only film within its first five minutes. Even before that, you see a woman get defeatist. You see a guy, <laughs> a French guy. <laughs> a it's French not guy an abortion. Like, it's being defeatisted. <laughs> and then, if you notice at the newspaper at the bottom, it says "Killer Seven." victim zero <laughs> and uh yeah but the french guy like the first line of dialogue spoken in this film is ah just the kind of king-sized pussy that i like <laughs> and what better way for us to end this very minute review this five minute review of terror firmer my name is jake with me has been doug adam and adrian you can find us at slashers podcast basically anywhere slashers pod if you want to find us on social media come have a gander if you found us through this show let us know leave a comment send a message and we'll make sure to shout you out or do something enjoy everything to come on tro march all right that was awesome yeah thanks for uh thanks for chiming in there slasher boys yep um you guys are way more professional at this than so we are. way more as a matter of fact i love that they took five minutes to to do what we did in three hours <laughs> and uh shit we probably should have done that really kind of streamlined it if anything we should have just played their review for the movie made uh-huh. me look like a dick yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> um well, guys, uh, that concludes our first episode of Tro March. Tro March. Tro March. Tro March. Tro March. Tro March. Tro Join my cult. <laughs> uh, guys, the social media stuff, you know where to check us out at. Just search Damn That Scary. You'll fucking find us there. Um, yeah, literally just Google it. Yeah, just at this point, just fucking Google us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We yeah. do it all. Send us some money while you're at it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know, um, we don't have a cash app since it. Yeah, man. Uh, if we made a Patreon, would you give me things? <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. Just, you know, just, just floating it. Yeah, you know. Uh, and uh, we will be continuing Tro March with Greg's pick, which I don't know if you want to reveal it now or just wait till next week. It's your can call. I, can I, uh, how can I hint at this without just giving it away? It is a movie made by Troma. Uh huh. That stars a man. Yep. And features blood. Yep. Tits. Yep. Puke. Mm. And probably some poop. There you go, guys. So definitely look that one up. <laughs> it sounds like what we just watched. <laughs> well, <laughs> on behalf. <laughs> no shit, Will. <laughs> on behalf of the damn that scary crew guys keep it love each other oh okay care for each other (laughs) spooky for each other spooks spooky damn that's scary this is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. 
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Hosts podcast thing. Today in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen yo wait a minute i feel like i could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored why am i listening to this stuff you want a better sports experience from your podcast head over to hats tats and stats on the bicbp radio network not generic not boring and a little out there sometimes tune in to hats tats and stats on the bicbp radio network